Hi, gang. This is Mean Gene Okerlund from the WWE, and uh, you're listening to JJ on the SNS Radio Network. Work it. This podcast is part of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network at www.tpsradio.net. Jokes, Mr. Jokey, Joke Maker. And Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexy. This is my boomstick. The showdown begins now. to another edition of Sunday Night Showdown right here on the SNS Radio Network where tonight, tonight, tonight we bring you live pay-per-view coverage of TNA's latest pay-per-view offering Against All Odds, a very very famous song by Phil Collins back in the day which will double as Song of the Night tonight on this very network, on this very show. Uh, But joining me in studio... And Casa de la Sexe, the international headquarters, if you will, of Sunday Night Showdown. None other than one step closer to dashing. Internet Dave Standish is in the hizzy. Another step closer to dashing, and you were right. The theme song that TNA picked for this pay-per-view was horrible. Maybe I am too old, but I couldn't understand one of the lyrics. And you know what the killer thing about that song was? It's a chick that's singing that song. You're kidding. No, I'm serious. Holy shit. TNA stepping it up with pay-per-view theme music, I'm telling you. 18 to 34, baby. So also joining us in the studios, unfortunately, uh, Boom Boom, not around right now, but possibly joining the show later on tonight. 
Uh, we do have the man who likes to swim around the very deep waters here in Calgary, Alberta, considering that the snow is melting. So Mark the Shark DiCarlo is in the house. Well, thank you very much, uh, Mr. Muddy on the mic, and uh, one step closer to uh, dashing, blashing, bashing. Maybe your namesake, uh, who took a face bashing about 10 days ago, at least you didn't. But anyways, I'd like to go on record as saying right off the top of this week's uh, edition of Sunday Night Showdown here on the SNS Radio Network, I'd like to thank the financial powers that be here at, quote-unquote, the network for going above and beyond the call of duty and purchasing a brand-new, high-tech, 69-inch big screen for us to watch the pay-per-view tonight. Thank you very much to the financial powers that be here at the network. Have you been drinking? No, but I think I should. You should, because that's okay. not actually happening. Actually, I'm not drinking because, uh, for those of you that, that missed Sunday Night Shitfaced last time, uh, there is no more private stock of alcohol in the former Bottoms Up collection because, Wild of course, turkey. you and Boom Boom drank it all. This is true. And, of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ Sexay, all caps, mind you. At any given time, I could go on a rant, start eating grapes. No lowercase. And taking credit for the recent success in the ratings that TNA Wrestling has had. Myself and my brother Matt Jackson. Maybe we're the reason TNA is so successful. I don't know. I didn't know you had a brother. I do. And his, really? name, is, and his name is Matt, coincidentally. So Jeff and Matt Jackson as opposed to Jeff and Matt Hardy. It's kind of funny that way. It's kind of. A little of. different, but... It is what it is. We're well, starting things off on the TNA pay-per-view, guys. Uh, apparently, we were supposed to see the uh, the Young Bucks, Generation Me, Max and Ruby take on Robbie E. It was it was basically a, a a triple threat. Triple threat, correct. But it seems to me more like a handicap match when you have, uh, obviously, both members of Generation Me taking on Robbie E. Unfortunately, at, uh, at Showtime, we heard today that Generation Me stuck in an airport somewhere in Utah. Rumor has it, actually, they weren't actually in the airport, JJ. They were actually in the dollhouse in Salt Lake City and chose not to get on the flight. Just a rumor. Just uh, a rumor. I heard a rumor that they were practicing polygamy and have now started a compound <laughs> somewhere in Utah. Well, that would be the place to try that. Absolutely. If there's a, if there's a strip club in Salt Lake City, uh, it mustn't be very popular. No, actually, Dave, th that was a joke. And there isn't. <laughs> but, exactly. Uh, you know what? We're starting things off. Kazarian defending the X Division Championship against challenger Robbie E. It's been a very back-and-forth contest right now. Robbie E. in control as Cookie is choking the life out of Kazarian, who's sitting in the corner. Uh, referee Earl Hebner not paying attention in typical Earl Hebner fashion. And by the way, that's not the first time that Kazarian has been choked by an ex-stripper. Good point. Good point. Of course, you know who he used to be yes. married to. Yes, exactly. Yes. He's still married to her, as I believe. Y yes, absolutely. Okay. Sorry. So yes. With that being said, uh, let's go ahead and get our quick picks in. Obviously, we are changing things on the fly. Uh, Dave, make sure you're logging all this stuff down. Kazarian, Robbie E, X Division Championship. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to Mark the Shark to Carlo. Who goes over and why? Well, you know what? I think the way that the uh, office at TNA has been pushing Robbie E and the whole Jersey Shore gimmick, um, I, I really think they're going to put him over on Kazarian tonight. Of course, Kazarian, part of Fortune, the new babyface Fortune, um, 
and we'll have to see what happens with Fortune on the rest of tonight's pay-per-view. But, of course, Robbie E. being politically correct, the pen of Dune, ladies and gentlemen, has entered the studio. Um, Robbie E. being politically correct, uh, wearing the Green Bay Packers colors tonight, green and yellow. But uh, my vote, my quick pick, goes to uh, Robbie E. Dave. Well, you know what? Um, this was supposed to be a triple threat, a triple heel match between uh, Max and Jeremy Buck and uh, and Robbie E. for a future title opportunity at, at Frankie Kazarian. So we're kind of for, <clears throat> foreshadowing what would have happened very likely on an impact or at the next pay-per-view for, for TNA in 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 March. Uh, you know what? I'm going to take Kazarian here. I think the, the idea of... Uh, the three triple threat matches for the other triple threat match to decide the number one contender was a great idea. Uh, all three matches on Impact were very uh, were very well done, and the whole nine to three to one idea I thought was was excellent. But uh, Kazarian hangs on to the belt so that the Fortune versus Immortal, who has the most belts, contest can uh, can continue. Um, Trey Dog putting in his vote he is going with kazarian to retain the x division championship and uh not to sound unanimous but i kind of think that it makes perfect sense right now to have kazarian retain this championship considering now he is a member of uh the face team of fortune who's going up against immortal i think that somebody from immortal might be the one to take that championship from kazarian in the near future so uh, it's unanimous. I'm going with Kazarian to retain uh, the championship. Well, Shark, you got Robbie, don't you? You picked Robbie. Okay, so I it's, did. It's three against one. Oh well, it's so unanimous for us. I, I know you guys were were unanimously looking people looking for the pen of doom. Well, yeah, I, I actually <laughs> I actually thought you picked Kazarian. So oh my no, bad. no, okay. Uh, I would never pick Kazarian for so, anything. Uh, I got some some uh, Disco Inferno s caught news. If if. If that would be permissible at this moment, shake it down. ID. I, I got, Disco fever. I got Disco some. Fever. I got some hot news. Disco okay, fever. so uh, yeah, 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 yeah. we know you're yeah, all yeah. Uh, sacrificing the Grammys, or you have the Grammys on tape because you're very interested in what happens in TNA tonight, as as the three of us certainly are. Uh, breaking news: Lady Gaga is doing a performance tonight where she will be breaking through an a gobbledygooker-style egg in the middle of the stage for her big uh, entrance for, for this evening. So, uh, Actually, uh, you know what? They s- wrestling's ideas keep get stolen. Keep well, getting stolen, Shark. Uh, uh, hang, on, hang on before you go any further. Go I, just, I just got an instant message from uh, our other co-host here on the show, Harmony Boom Boom Sexay. Oh, excellent. And she as well is picking Kazarian, so it looks like it's uh, four to one in favor of Kazarian. As Mark the Shack DeCalo is picking Robbie E for the win. I think we just saw the beginning of the end right there. Kazarian hits his finisher and wins the match and Actually, retains his title, but expect uh, Max and Jeremy to get another opportunity later on. I think we're going to go for the JJ Sexay quick pick award of the week and try to pick every match tonight wrong. <laughs> See, I think an extra element to the contest is like if Shark was to get it right, he gets four points, but we only get one point no, no, because no, no, we no. were right. That's far too confusing yeah, for, the, is. for the listeners it is. and for you as well, who ha- would have to keep track of all that Well, nonsense. good thing we've got a spreadsheet that so, can do the work for me. Kazarian retains the X Division Championship against Robbie E, 
and Harmony Boom Boom Sexay at the last possible moment before a pin was registered gets her vote in. I love the timing Damn that lucky. Harmony has tonight. Damn lucky, I say. And without the uh, the help of any video evidence to uh, to send her in one particular direction, so. And that's a gruesome finisher that Kazarian hits. Yeah, that reverse tombstone type maneuver. I'm not sure what he calls it, but uh, we call it gruesome here on the SNS Radio Network. I call it the stripper pole. <laughs> Strippers on your mind. Ah, you know what the hell. So let's run down the card really quickly. Here's what we have in store for tonight. Uh, obviously, we started things off with this X Division Championship match, which was very impromptu. We have a sixteen or six-man tag team match: Scott Steiner and Beer Money versus the team of Rob Terry and Gunner and Murphy. You know, Immortal Security Team. Wow, pay per view, eh? Yeah. Next up, we have a street fight: Bully Ray versus Brother Devon. And I think the stipulation is Devon's kids are going to be with him. Yeah, it's a three-on-one handicap hardcore match. Lovely. So obviously they've been training at the at the Dudley Boys uh, I smell wrestling a, school. I smell a oh, heel turn no. by Devon's kids. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that would be funny. Turn because, on, turn on, Daddy. Because you know what? The bottom line is going to be this: they might be Devon's kids, but they're really Bubba Ray's kids. Well, you would think so. God, that Big Daddy Dudley uh, really knew how to spread his seed. No was doubt. It, it no was, doubt. Wasn't it Big Dick Dudley? No, it was Big, Big Daddy. Daddy. Big, Big Dick Daddy was one Dudley. of the brothers. Oh, okay. The late uh, Big Dick Dudley. Didn't they, didn't they have a, a Native American Dudley, too? Oh, like, Dances with Dudley? Dances with Dudley. Dances yes, with Dudley. Yes. Portrayed by Wavell Dudley. No. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't that one of Louis Dangerously's? Uh, I know he was sign guy, but yeah, wasn't he, was he also Dances? Uh, he might have been, yeah. I, I can't remember. But, I mean, th- this six-man tag... It, this is typical of what WCW in the 40, in the 24 months prior to their demise were, were pulling. They would promote four or five matches, and then they would throw three or four extra ones in just to fill out the card. And suddenly, a Russo-rific uh, WCW card would have 10, 11, 12 matches on it. And it didn't convince anybody to buy, to buy uh, pay-per-views, and it just... Uh, if you look at the statistics, the numbers just kept going down and down and down. Of course, the finger poke of doom was a major contributor as to why that happened. And you know what? Uh, two things, JJ, I'd like to point out right now. Once again, like to take this time and this opportunity to thank the financial powers that be here at the network. Really enjoying the 69-inch big screen tonight here in the studio. And as well, um, I'm really enjoying You know, Nobody shits on the TNA product. Um, more than me, except for maybe you, of course. But having, Only when it's deserved. I know. Having watched Impact um, magnanimously, is that the word of the night? Go to dictionary.com. I don't know what he's talking about. Magnanimously. I just made that up on the fly. Um, having watched Impact the last couple of weeks, and especially this last week, I've really enjoyed what they've done, and I really think that the whole babyface turn of fortune in lieu of the main event mafia resurrection we obviously all know why that could not happen um as we see the team of uh of uh rob terry and the rest of his gunner and murphy gunner and murphy the former security members of uh eric bischoff's oh look at they actually have gear very nice 
Oh, rowdy fan in the front row. Get Gunnar Murphy to escort him out. <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, they can't. They're in a match. My bad. But you know what? The, this whole uh, fortune babyface turn, I think, has been good for the company. They really had to do something in lieu of, uh, in lieu of not being able to resurrect the uh, main event mafia. You know what? I will uh, actually argue that point because, to me, it's the same thing with Matt Morgan and uh, Douglas Williams where Immortal created enemies simply from dissension within their own ranks rather than the uh, the other side finally getting organized and deciding to go after them. That's what we've seen since 10-10-10. And, I mean, Eric Bischoff's rant against Kevin Nash, Sting, and Booker T., the, the Thursday after the Royal Rumble was very, very interesting uh, about, go oh, yeah, Kevin, go get your money, dye your hair, we don't give a shit. Uh, Booker T, uh, who knows what he's doing, who cares what he's doing. Did you like that, Dave? Well, to me, maybe I'm too old school, but you don't mention the other company. I you don't ag- mention the other company. I couldn't agree with you more. And TNA, JJ, has always had, over the last year or two, a penchant for mentioning the competition. And I, I really think in, in their best interests... They really need to stop doing that. They do. They do. Uh, I'm going to get back to like running down the card. Great idea. Go ahead. Great idea. So we had a street fight. Bully Ray versus Brother Devon, of course, with his kids involved. Again, I smell a turn by the kids of Devon. And it could be a turn for the worst. That would be hilarious. Um, the Pope taking on Samoa Joe tonight. We have a last knockout standing match for the Knockouts Division Championship. Yeah. Madison Rain defends against hardcore country Mickey James, just, baby. Just tell me they don't go back into the men's room like they did with uh, the previous hardcore knockout match. I can neither confirm nor deny that that was not the first time Madison Rain was, in fact, in a men's restroom. I cannot confirm nor deny that account, nor will I. I have journalistic integrity. No, not really. The hell you say? <laughs> okay, moving on. We also You're drinking have your own Kool-Aid. First thing I always think of when I think of Jeff is journalistic integrity. That's the first thing I... Hey, all caps, Bottom by the way. line, I'm not a wrestling journalist. I'm a radio show host. Bingo. Anybody that tells you to the... to the, Anybody to the contrary that says, hey, I'm a wrestling journalist and does an internet radio show, yeah, it ain't going to happen. Hey, you're a broadcast journalist, just like the brand. No, I'm not a broadcast journalist. He's the journalist. big, bad, booty daddy of the SNS radio network. That I am. I'm just a fan with a microphone. But anyway... We also have Rob Van Dam taking on Fat Hardy. You know, cold-blooded, Matt, all caps, Hardy. Another throw-in just to convince people that the show's going to be three hours instead of an hour and a half. Kurt Angle versus Jeff Jarrett, and I believe there's a stipulation stating that whoever wins the match wins custody of the the children. And and this just in, I've also (laughs) heard through a reputable source in the impact zone that in fact that they're thinking of this is how, how meticulous the TNA office is. They're thinking, J.J. and I.D., of adding a stipulation whereby Karen Jarrett, the former Karen Angle, will be added to a bitch on a pole match. Nice. So she'll be stuck with a pole in her ass up high above the ring, and, and not only will the winner get the kids, but have to extricate Karen off of the stick. All right, I'm, I'm going to stop you there. Off we, the stick I'm going to stop scary. you right there. The views expressed by Mark the Shark DiCarlo Are do mine. not necessarily reflect those of the staff and administrators here and of management. the SNS radio network. 
That being said, I can neither confirm nor deny that Karen Jarrett has ever had a pole up her ass. <laughs> Off the stick Karen, might be the best line of the year and, so far. Just let me confirm and and confirm that Kurt Angle or Je- and Jeff Jarrett are neither Polish. There you go. And finally, our main event of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, a ladder match for the TNA. I was high and fucking sketched my own championship belt title, the World Heavyweight Championship, drawn up by Jeff Hardy, of course. Ken Anderson defending against Jeff. I don't think I'm going to win this belt, Hardy, because I'm still trying to figure out what's going on in my court case. So that is your main event for tonight. We'll get to the predictions for those matches later as they happen, but let's go ahead and go to the action right now as we see Scott Steiner in the ring with Rob Terry drops the elbow and does the push-ups. I wonder how Scott Steiner is feeling because he's so into himself and into his fitness and into his muscularity when he stares across the ring and looks at the freak Rob Terry who obviously has bigger everything muscularity-wise than does Scott Steiner. He, you know, Scott's no spring chicken anymore. I believe he's pu- pushing 50. But uh, I wonder I, if they've got the same dealer. I, I wonder if maybe Scott Steiner is helping out Rob Terry with uh, with his stuff. But I can neither confirm nor deny that report. Maybe let's their dealer ahead. is Jeff Hardy. Uh, maybe. No, maybe. No. no, I don't think so. Uh, let's go to the match at hand right now as we see, uh, I believe that's Murphy. You could... You could you fool me. I don't know which one is which. Inch screen? No, no. Murphy, Murphy is the guy wearing long tights. That's and Gunner is the yeah. That's Gu- Gunner there. Gunner's now in the ring. Yes. So in we got high James Storm and Gunner right now. Anyway, let's go ahead and get our predictions, our quick picks, if you will, for this particular match. Internet Dave, start us off. Who wins? Why? I'm going to take uh, Team Steiner Beer Money here, and uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I. I've never been paid to be in a wrestling ring, but to tell my grandkids that that 40 years from now that uh, I was a pro wrestler in a defunct company called TNA and my name was Gunner, I don't know if I'd really want to admit that. But you were in a wrestling ring with a camera at the Ogden Legion of Doom filming Stampede Wrestling. Yes, so. until, until, um, until someone flying out of a ring who will remain, uh, who will remain nameless... Uh, decided to break it without warning me. Can I tell the, the listening audience who did that to you? Sure. The hell with that. We don't want to. We don't want to jeopardize his ongoing career. We'll kick it over to, to Boom Boom, who basically just sent me hers. She's going with Steiner and Beer Money. Uh, the Trey Dog also Steiner and Beer Money. Pump and Beer Money. So mark the shark to Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> well, in my ongoing effort to. Uh, predict every match wrong this evening. I'll go with. Oh come on! Oh yeah, no, no. I'm going to go with Gunner and Murphy and uh, and the freak Rob Terry. And I'm going to back your play. Ah! Oh no! You just that that has nothing to do. <laughs> it's a theme. It, just a minute. Just a minute. That had nothing to do Shark. with actually who Shark. you think Shark. is going to win the match. You just I'm wanted lying. to. I'm just oh, fucking okay. with you. All right, all right. I'm actually going to go with Beer Money and, and Steiner. I just want to fuck with you. Okay, well, all right. Well, I knew you'd have that reaction. Okay, well, let's see. Let's see if he can do it. Let's see if he can go 0 for 8. I'd love to see if he can do it. Yeah, but you see, the thing is, in TNA, I'm always sure about one thing. 
idea, and that's that I'm never quite sure. So if you want to try to pick the loser in each match, I know I'm going to get fucked over by the office. Um, interesting right now on commentary, we have AJ Styles doing color commentary with both uh, Mike Tanay and Taz. Mike TNA Tanay, yes. Mike TNA Tanay. Right. Remember the old WCWs? Yeah. When he would talk about the <laughs> luchadors? Yeah. The mask, it symbolizes the heritage of Mexico. You know, I just I used to love listening to him be the nerdy guy on WCW Nitro. The professor, baby. Well, it's funny because he would have those historical testimonials would be like the first four or five minutes of every match. And obviously he's been told not to do that anymore. Hey, you know what? The guy has obviously over the years changed his gimmick up somewhat. I mean, on TNA, he emotes. He fights with Taz. I mean, it's just funny that this announcer has more emotion sometimes than some of the guys in the ring. Hey, he's a sports entertainer just like all the rest of them are. No, he's, he's a broadcast journalist, Dave. Hey, I, I don't know if I'd give him that much credit. Well, I you, would. You talk, he's got a resume. Talk about Mike Tanay. Um, I'll tell you, the classic uh, horrible match I found online this week was the 1999 Batch at the Beach Junkyard Invitational arranged by uh, the Sandman, a- a.k.a. Hardcore Hack, and it was uh, <laughs> a, a few miles away from the arena in in uh, Daytona, or no, in Miami, I believe, and and uh, as according to uh, the, the the rise and f- the death of WCW book, uh, Cyclope and uh, Silver King and Mikey Ripwreck were all horribly injured for months and months and months. And uh, special correspondent Mike Tanay live from the junkyard giving us all the pertinent updates. So glad you have a great memory. Well, I just watched it a couple of days ago. I can't believe I would have that horrible of a memory if, if I can't remember. Well, let's see if anyone in the chat room uh, can remember who won that match. I just got to go on record as saying, JJ and ID, and our good listening audience uh, here on the SNS Radio Network for our ongoing coverage of Against All Odds by TNA. Is it me or is everybody else blindly and unequivocally had it up to here and sick and fucking tired of Michael Cole? You know what? Uh, I'm not tired of Michael Cole, and I know there's a lot of people like, oh, my God, and people are going to freak out because I'm saying that. You know what? I think this Michael Cole character has been fun, and there's going to be a payoff to it. I really I really feel like at WrestleMania, we're going we're gonna to, for the first time ever, see Jerry the King Lawler and Michael Cole in a match, and I think that Cole is going to get his ass kicked, and I think all this... This character that he's evolved over the last year and, and a bit of change is is culminating into something at WrestleMania, and I'm looking forward to it, quite frankly. Now, wouldn't a, wouldn't a big payoff for that as well if they're actually going to book and follow through with it? All rumors floating around the IWC are leading towards Cole and Lawler, and, and it's been widely speculated that, in fact, Cole is in... Uh, uh, somewhat of a training regimen right now within uh, the walls of WWE. However, uh, wouldn't it be really neat if Jim Ross, good old JR, did the play-by-play on that match? And I think that that's probably what you're going to get. 
It's either going to be Jim Ross or Booker T, who now is on SmackDown doing right. color commentary. And, and I feel bad for Booker because he's doing his best to transition into that role. Uh, hang on, we're going to go to the pay-per-view. As right now, we're seeing Robert Roode hit the spine buster. And Gunner was actually about to jump off the top rope onto Roode as Roode caught what was going on, crotches him on the top. He's pointing to Scott Steiner. We're going to see it, ladies and gentlemen. No way. The Frankensteiner from the top rope. He tags in Scott Steiner. And Steiner goes to the corner. Punch to the gut. He sets him up. And we are going to see a vintage oh, man. Oh, no. Frankensteiner Uh-oh. by Scott Big Papa Pump Steiner. He's got him in position. The crowd is pumped. Oh, the crowd is pumped. pumped. It's always nice when he pulls this out. And there it is, the Frankensteiner and he, delivered. And he lands on his head and breaks his neck. Well, possibly. Jesus, no. you got to love the old school uh, part of the audience at the Impact Zone that appreciates that. It's not a whole bunch of 16-year-olds who have no idea what's going on. Steiner gets the win for his team with that massive Frankensteiner from the corner. Shark, you're Gunner two eights of the way out. there. Nice. Hey, he's trying to go that route. That's what I mean, and he's a quarter of the way to, to, his, to his goal. He's trying to go that route. I can't wait for the ex-wife on a flagpole match. <laughs> we, we can neither confirm nor, nor deny. deny. I, I have not spoken with my sources in TNA Wrestling <laughs> to book that. So I You are they, but you don't know everything. Nor deny. Yes, I am they. And the first version of they was a lot cooler than the second version of they. Well, it's funny because... Even, I, though, even though I'm happy that Fortune turned face... And they uh, were they, but did we need to see they again? No, they didn't need to shoot that angle. Yes, no, they already bad. did it before. Well, at the same time, though, I mean, like I, I mentioned how earlier it was a whole thing of uh, Immortal only having people uh, rebel from within to create an enemy, but just the idea of what AJ was saying on Impact. Well, we uh, we built the company. We were the, uh, the horses that were here from day one, and you guys brought all... In over eight years, you brought all these one-hit wonders. You brought all these guys in from the past and gave them more money for one night than we got for a whole year. I mean, Actually, TNA's not sorry. TNA's not yeah. supposed to be about logic, but if you felt that way, why join Immortal to begin with? No, and I, I hear what you're saying. And actually, uh, this past week on Impact, it was actually Robert Roode that was cutting. Oh, yeah, both of them were. That, that yeah. was cutting that promo on Eric Bischoff, and I thought that the whole thing was absolutely brilliant in the quote-unquote uh, shoot promo vein. And and he was actually speaking his mind, yet it was part of the storyline, and I really enjoyed uh, that aspect of, uh, of the whole thing on, on this past Thursday's Impact. Well, that said, guys, we're going to take our first commercial break of the night as Devon right now with his kids in tow talking to Christy Hemme about his upcoming match with his former brother, Bully Ray. You still think that the kids still are gonna, his brother. Uh, you still think that the kids are gonna turn on daddy, don't you? I do. I think the kids are gonna I mean, turn on daddy. That would be brilliant. Because it smells of Russo Rific booking. If it doesn't happen, I'm not gonna be upset because my fantasy booking scenario didn't happen. Where's the chime? But let's face it, Russo has a track record for this kind of shit, folks. That's all I'm saying. With that note, we'll be right back with more right here on the SNS Radio Network as Sunday Night Showdown continues to cover against all odds. See ya.
amigos, ¿qué pasa? My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. And you're listening to the SNS Radio Network. Ha <laughs> ha. Stand there and shut up. Because I've got a lot to say. I am Bobby the Brain Heenan. Get it straight. We're here making television history right now. Now, for the first time ever released on DVD, the unprecedented collection of one of the greatest managers of all time in Bobby the Brain Heenan. You know, I'm the kind of a man that doesn't like to be made a fool of. You listen to me, you go to the top. From his dynamic relationship with Gorilla Monsoon. Will you stop? Just wait a minute. We're on the air here. But was this a joke? Yes, I know exactly what's going on here. I had my dinner. Why don't you be serious? To Bobby's controversial time with WCW. Someone please tell us what is going on, please. Really of the most outlandish. I'm on my mama tried to catch me. I'm going watch. Witty. Well, Beverly Hills, I happen to know that my mailman right there is hunchback. I'm just carrying my mail. And unforgettable moments that has shaped the brain's illustrious career. Bobby the Brain Heenan, available now. You want to talk? Group of Warpolls of Kim Jong Il, Horses, Hulk Hogan! The name's Kim Jong, I got a license to ill. Make you swallow my rhymes like a steroids pill. Your body looks like a spray tan banana with a woe's mustache and a wag bandana. I'm coming at you like the age of Ric Flair. Bitch, I'm suplexed by your freaking dickhead. Your whole fam's a bunch of Barbies, dude. You want beef? Eat this Korean barbecue. You got a ringside seat to your own SmackDown, brother. You look like Sonic the Hedgehog, mother. You're freak, a phony, a raceroni jabroni. I'm gonna bounce you like a check for my alimony. Come on, dude. All the little holsters know. I'll hang you from the ropes like a South Park puppet show. I'll choke hold you hostage like Laura Ling. Brother, I'll leg drop your ass back to Beijing. Beijing is in China, you blonde asshole. I'm a God amongst men, you're a suburban commando. North Korea, bitch, let me give you a tour. By the way, your wife says my dick is bigger than yours. Hulk Hogan goes down. I don't know if he can finish the battle. He, he's reaching for the ropes. Watch me snap into a Slim Jim Kim Jong-il I don't like dead little bitches with glasses I would midget step up, I stomp midget asses Macho man, there is no equal So spend less time rapping is not feeding people Punk, I'll elbow drop your whole nation I'll perhaps the entire World Wrestling Federation Ooh, yeah Who won? Who's dead? You decide! WrestlingOnline.com, the official news source of Wrestling News Live. You're looking for the latest news in the world of MMA and professional wrestling. 
Log on to www.wrestling-online.com and sign up for the largest and longest running newsletter on the internet today with over 26,000 subscribers and over 3,000 issues. And the best part, just like WNL, it's free! Once again, that's www.wrestlingonline.com. Hey, it's J.B. Terry Borash, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. SNS Radio Network Sunday Night Showdown, bringing you live pay-per-view coverage of TNA's Against All Odds. Right now, we're in progress. The match, Samoa Joe taking on the Pope D'Angelo De Niro. Very interesting contest so far. We've got Kato. Dear God, is that Kato? That is Kato. What the hell's going on here? Well, I don't know whether they have a, a, a promotional deal with the Green Hornet, but... It's Samoa Joe's videographer uh, by an unknown name of Kato. I, no, it, was it, the it, Green Hornet okay. ever based on videotaping people? Jersey, Jersey Viper in the chat room is setting it straight. It's Okada dressed up as Kato. So his, oh. his videographer is named Okada. I apologize, chat. I have not watched TNA Wrestling on TV for probably the last month, so I'm a little behind on what the hell is going on in the company. I have, but uh, I don't remember uh, the guy's name. I thought it was the Japanese dude from uh, from the uh, World Elite no. for a while, but no, obviously it's, it's, it's a different him. dude. No, he was he was uh, suicide for a while. Correct. Um, Speaking of suicide, Christopher, Christopher Daniels. Christopher <laughs> Daniels back from uh, Ring of Honor. That was a short stint. And uh, under the... Uh, He's doing both. Oh, he is? Yes. Okay. Uh, back doing the suicide gimmick. So, and in uh, PWA, he'll be uh, he'll be uh, his other character again, Curry Man. Curry Man. So, yes, Dave. Rumor has it that uh, the powers that be, uh, Dumb and Dumber at P- PWA for their tenth anniversary debacle <laughs> up in Edmonton, will in fact be JJ bringing in Curry Man. You said you were going. Awesome. I'm not going to Edmonton. I hate Edmonton. <laughs> what the hell do I want to go to Edmonton for? Hey, you Edmonton see- is kind of like the asshole of Alberta. You want to see Bully Ray and a partner of his choosing against Devon and a partner of his choosing oh, that's in the booking. tag team main event. Yeah, that, that, that's some brilliant booking. All right, guys. Okay. Well, while, while we have an opportunity, yes. we need to go ahead and do our quick picks. <laughs> i gotta, I got to rein you guys in. Come on. Before the match is over. Please. Yes. Rein you in. All right. Internet Dave, start us out. Who goes over and why? Samoa Joe, just so that the two of these guys can go in a different direction, and I still don't think either one of them has much of a future 
over the next three or four months, but I'm going to go with, with Joe. Uh, Trey Dog also going with Samoa Joe. Harmony going with, I think, the Pope. Hang on a second. I'm getting the message as we speak right now. Yes, she's going for Pope. And okay. she says she'd mark for Curry Man. <laughs> I'd love to mark for Curry Man. And That'd be awesome. on a side note, smartest move PWA has made in a long time, bringing Curry Man back. Good thing I thought of it. Well, there you go. Uh, it hasn't been booked, just to set the record straight, but it was just a uh, a fantasy booking by none other than uh, one step close to, closer to smashing Internet Dave. Uh, mark the Shark to Carlo. Who you got here and why? I like the Pope. I like his gimmick. I love his promos. And I, for a very, very long time, have shaken my head at everything that The Office and TNA has done storyline-wise with Samoa Joe. And uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I just think that younger, stronger, faster, quicker, uh, more to go with on, on the microphone uh, that, that they're going to go with, uh, with the Pope D'Angelo De Niro. And I'll probably be absolutely fucking wrong. Well, that's actually the same sentiment that I was going for this time. I am in agreement with you. I think that Pope should go over. Uh, I really think that they've dropped the ball in Samoa Joe. He, the last five years, his character's gone down. Uh, if if he doesn't have that name value and he's not the superstar he once was, why not put over a guy like the Pope D'Angelo De Niro, who never really, and who could have been an asset to the WWE if he hadn't been released. I think they dropped the ball when they released this kid. Um very talented, both on the mic and in the ring. So my pick here is uh, the Pope as well. I'm, I'm going with Pope D'Angelo De Niro. Can you picture a heel D'Angelo De Niro or Elijah Burke in a program with Kofi Kingston? Some of the stuff. Oh, I can't believe or I couldn't believe some of the stellar matches that they might have. But uh, since we're not uh, going to ever see that, it's Certainly not uh, in the... Not for 90 days, at least. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I just think that, that there's more for the office to do with the Pope than with Samoa Joe. I think it was a mistake for Samoa Joe to resign with the company. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not a Joe hater. I mean, beautiful move as Samoa Joe hits the drop kick and the running senton on the Pope. Goes for the three count. One, two, and Pope gets the shoulders up just in time. Uh, I, again, we've worked shows with Samoa Joe. He's a great guy. I enjoyed talking with him. I enjoy watching him wrestle. But this company has buried Samoa Joe in the last five years. They have taken his character and flushed it down the toilet. And they've not done much to build it back up. I've got to go on record as saying that I'm not a Samoa Joe hater either. As a matter of fact, I would hasten to say that I've seen 99.9% of, of the Samoa Joe matches in TNA since... He entered into TNA many years ago. But I will also go on record as saying that the greatest match that I ever saw Samoa Joe have was at none other than the Bad News Allen Tribute Super Show out in Cochrane, pardon me, Cochrane, Alberta. Cochrane? When he fought the former uh, Japanese phenom um, and former PWA heavyweight champion, uh, none other than juggernaut now, that was on. was he phenomenal in japan because he could eat all the sushi in japan he he ate most of japan yes yes never mind the food he was eating japanese I mean, people juggernaut was confused with godzilla a lot of the time that he was there well exactly oh it's a godzilla 
No, it's Juggernaut. He's just hungry. Right, and they mispr- They couldn't say Juggernaut in Japan either, right? Oh, that's it. That's it. Tap out oh, victory. Oh, got him. Samoa Joe gets the win. The Pope is tapping like Sammy Davis Jr. I knew you were going to fit that in somewhere. <laughs> a, a quick transition, and then he, pu- he put it on him immediately, kind of Taz Mission type of Katsuhajime kind of move. Listen, there's three things on this network that you're almost guaranteed certain to happen on this broadcast at least twice a month. The tonight, in- tonight, tonight. Right. Tapping like Sammy Davis Jr. and us not being happy with TNA. And another step closer to dashing. That's four, but who's counting? No, I'm not. So, so uh, Shark, you're three-eighths of the way there. Yay! <laughs> and damn it, I got sucked into it now, too. It's kind of like those NFL loser pools. It's like the black I, hole. I remember a, a good friend of both of ours, uh, Eric Francis, telling me about a loser pool he was in one time where you had to pick one team a week to guarantee to lose, but you couldn't pick the same team at all throughout the season. Throughout the whole season, So. Usually, with the parody of the NFL, it didn't get to about week seven or eight until they already had a winner. And he he said he couldn't believe uh, <clears throat> cheering for just a, this unknown team that had like the a, a two and nine team against a one and ten team, and it was the only thing he had been thinking about all week because uh, it was part of his loser. This pool. is pretty funny. The Pope is trying to uh, make amends with with Samoa Joe and shake his hand, extending his hand, and then of course he gets sucked in. By the uh, mental genius that is the Pope D'Angelo De Niro. And here comes Cato. No Seth Rogen this time, ladies and gentlemen. No Seth. No. And uh, post-match beatdown coming up, courtesy of the Pope, on Samoa Fat. Uh, Trey Dog has a great line yes. in the chat room tonight. The reason he picked Samoa Joe, ladies and gentlemen, he only picked Samoa Joe to win because when he drove through Taco Bell last night, he was working the window for a second job. And uh, Trey asked for more to, for more hot sauce. That's why he picked him because wow. he said he would get the hot sauce. So there you go. Wow, wow. So Trey was actually um, <laughs> he 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 was actually bamboozled into picking Joe all over a side of hot sauce. It happens. Wow, you got to break your ties. Oh, somehow. we've got speaking, color. Speaking of hot sauce, we've got, we got some hot sauce. Frank's Red Hot leaking from the forehead of uh, Samoa. If I was you, I'd get the fuck out of the ring. As, as he does, <laughs> the Pope making a quick exit and beeline to the back area. Exit, stage left, snaggle puts all the way. No doubt. Wow. So Joe gets the victory, but uh, the Pope gets the last laugh in the end. This is not over, obviously. No. This is probably just the beginning. Of, of another, of another heartfelt, hardline booked angle from TNA. Well, you talk about Samoa Joe's greatest matches in TNA, and I mean the ones I think of are the three-way dances he had with AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels, Correct. and those ones were based on deciding who was the best man. Here, oh, angle. I think I think when I think of the greatest matches Samoa Joe's ever had, I think of his matches with Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, no, no doubt, no doubt, not even close. And in and in Ring of Honor, not even close. The best matches Samoa Joe had were with none other than CM Punk. Uh, Kinta Kabashi. Gesundheit. Exactly. But, I mean, with with the Russo-style booking, everything has to have a complicated reason as to why they would face each other. Well, gee, uh, Samoa Joe wanted to expose through videotape what uh, D'Angelo De Niro was doing with the the money from his contributors. 
not just, hey, let's find out who the better man is. Is it me or is anybody else other than me completely bored and sick and tired of the whole knocked up, uh, pardon me, knock, knockout division in TNA? Uh, well, you know, one time that was a, a very good division for this company. Yes, it, it was. Dro- it brought ratings in, and I liked it back in back in the day. Back um, in the day when Scott Demore and Dirty Dutch Mantel had the uh, the knocked up, pardon me, knockouts division. I love saying that <laughs> under their wing. Uh, and you know what? The talent level. Don't get me wrong. In the uh, knockout division is is second to none. It's even maybe better than what it was. I, I don't have a beef with the talent. The beef that I have is with the sick and twisted, stupid-ass storylines that we've been subjected to over the last little while. Uh, You know what? I I agree with you totally. Uh, You know, as far as women's wrestling, you know, it's not the same. I I know there's, there's a lot of people out there that don't like women's wrestling. You know, here's the thing. At one point in time, TNA had a strong division of women doing a fantastic job and since hogan and bischoff came into power and took over the company i mean you look at genesis from last year 2010 that was probably the best pay-per-view tna did all year and it was the i thought so the yeah. integration of hogan and bischoff okay you look at genesis this year and that company has just taken a nosedive completely i'd have to say that Last month's pay-per-view was one of the worst pay-per-views I have ever seen. Period. And, and that ranks up there with ECW's December to Dismember. Which is, of course, your all-time personal favorite for worst pay-per-view in the history of pay-per-views. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, so it's ranking right up there. I mean, a lot can be said in a year. Um, is it just me? Or does Mickey James look like she has dropped a tremendous amount of weight? I think she's on the uh, some kind of quick weight loss uh, program. I, I think she's even lost weight since I saw her this past Thursday. You can see it in the face. Yeah, her absolutely. Her face has thinned out quite a bit. Obviously, Thursday's show is not live. But uh, speaking of this last Thursday on Impact, the, the uh, knockouts division tag team match that they had between the beautiful people and uh sarita and her new quote-unquote on-camera cousin rosita actually was a very good match dave i know you saw it well wasn't it an eight-man tag eight eight person eight lady tag yes but yeah rosita you got some explaining to do explaining the one thing i'll say about the knockout division is basically when russo came in and when hogan and bischoff came in Although, I mean, Demore was long gone by that point. Scott Demore saw the writing on the wall. And he's like, hey, I got a, a merged uh, independent company to run in Ontario. Plus, plus he owns it, his it own just, sports bar. Plus, yes. exactly. So that it was just never going to work. And he knew that the knockouts were no longer going to be a priority. So once he escaped, then the knockouts kind of saw the writing on the wall. And like, we're not going to get the support, especially if Scott's not here to, to, back, us, to back our play. And that's why... Ladies like ODB and Awesome Kong have left. And the eight, if you say that the eight ladies that were uh, in the match this past week was the entire division, it's not bad. I mean, you got... Uh, I'd I go further got, than that, Dave. I don't necessarily think it's just whatever. because... I don't think it's just because Demore left. I think it has everything to do with the fact that everything changed from the outset as soon as Hulk Hogan signed with TNA Wrestling. Yeah, the ladies Hogan knew they wouldn't Bischoff, be a priority anymore. Hogan and Bischoff have never been big fans of women's wrestling. Look at WCW's women's division. It was horrible. It was built around Medusa Maselli, who wrestled as Alundra Blaze in the WWF, showed up on the first Nitro, and threw the WWF Women's Championship in the fucking garbage can. 
That's why Medusa Maselli doesn't do anything in professional wrestling today. And she's, she's what, racing monster trucks somewhere? Living in a trailer park somewhere out in Minnesota, probably? That's what happens when you burn bridges. Once again, I'd like Sometimes, to take time yeah. out right now to, since the financial powers that be here at the network have made a, uh, a special, I think, I think they're checking up on us to make sure that, that we're doing what we should do on the broadcast tonight. I'd like to take Tim out right now to thank the financial powers that be here at the SNS Radio Network for once again supplying us with the brand new 69-inch LED high-def flat screen so we can have a really good time watching Shark. the TNA pay-per-view tonight. Clean your glasses. It must be a smudge. I don't know. Something's going on there. No, no, no. I, I love the big news, big screen. I think it's fantastic. And for the record, I... So if this is a last knockout standing match, is this the WWE last, last man standing rules or is this the TNA last man standing rules where you need a 13 count to, to get a victory? Uh, yeah, it, Boom Boom says it right. It is TNA. Uh, I thought TNA knows? eventually changed their rule back, but maybe I, I didn't hear that properly. They, they changed their rule on a weekly basis. That's true. You never know. I mean, they didn't give us any stipulations before the match, so I don't know. Well, well, they did. I just wasn't listening. Last knockout standing in TNA means you get a pin, then a 10 count. But we'll see once the first once see, the, uh, the first attempt goes through. We'll see, see what happens. For, for where I come from, if you have a last man standing match, it has nothing to do with a pin, and a pin isn't even in the whole scenario scenario with a match. You try to knock out your opponent, so he or she, as the case may be, is unable to get up or answer a 10 count. That's the way it used to be. That is the way it used to be. Let's go ahead and make our quick pick predictions for this particular match. Madison Rain defending against Hardcore Country, Mickey James. Boom Boom is going with Mickey. She doesn't want to, but she's going with Mickey. Uh, let me see if Trey has given his pick so far. He's going also with Mickey James. Mark the Shark okay. to Carlo. Well, um, well, tell him. Tell him about it, Hawk. <laughs> that was uh, well done. Yeah, yeah, well, anyways. A hang on, let me, let me set this up and do it right. Yes. Well, tell him, Shark. <laughs> wow, that sounded great considering he's dead. <laughs> um, Rich Little, a professional wrestling. That's it, that's it. I, I got to go with... Uh, uh, I got to go with the champion. I can't, in all good conscience, go with any girl that's called hardcore country. Well, you know what? If uh, if your road to uh, windlessness Madison continues, Ray. yes, uh, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna, my road to undefeatedness is gonna suffer because I'm going with the Madison Rain also. So one of these streaks is gonna is gonna end. I'm going with Mickey. I'm going with Mickey. Mickey James, damn it. I'm going with Mickey. She's hardcore country. I remember when, when you know, Bob Holly used to wrestle as Hardcore Holly. That's it. Does that not sound like a porn star name? Hardcore Holly. Well, a, a, a male porn star who likes d getting it around the Christmas season. Who knows? No, I was actually thinking Hardcore <laughs> Holly sounds like a chick, not a dude. Well, who knows? What the fuck you're thinking? I think I think that was a, that was, must have been an inside joke in the WWE. I hey, think uh, so. Back to my comment that I made earlier about Alundra Blaze, Medusa Maselli. Yes, Michelli. Um, 
Sean in the chat room, Angel of Osriel, has sent me a oh, personal We haven't heard message. from the angel in a long time. Well, he's been around. He's, yeah. he's my co-host on the Unplugged. sensational one. Yeah. You listen okay. to the shows, you know this. Uh, I was thing. fucked up by the name. I didn't know <laughs> the. I didn't know Azrael and sensational Sean. He were called one right in the, the middle one of the, the Royal same. Rumble and ruined it. One in the same. That's what I remember. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, uh, he's actually telling me that Alundra Blaze was actually interviewed uh, by WWE on the "Where Are They Now" segment, and she told them that Bischoff told her to throw the title away or she was fired. Um, she can say that all she wants, but Bischoff hired her by luring her with a ton of money and part of that money was that she would throw that title belt in the trash that's why she's effectively never been inducted into the hall of fame in the wwe and quite frankly will never be allowed back in just because of what she did so burning your bridges in the wrestling business is a bad bad thing i don't believe for two seconds that bischoff said all right, bitch, throw it in the trash or you're fired. Because <laughs> she jumped ship to go do that. So which means, that would be stupid. Which means she would have earned, what, an hour's salary? Yeah. So, no, I, I don't buy that for a minute. She well, can say that all she wants, but I don't buy that for a minute. Madison Rain uh, was chased by Mickey James all the way underneath the ring from one end to the other. And, and Mickey has, uh, has caught up with her. I got to say, guys, that this is probably one of the top two matches I've seen Madison Rain have in TNA, and not the least of which uh, would be because she's working with Mickey James. Well, you know what? I think of Madison Rain the same way as I do with Michelle McCool. She gets better week by week. She gets better w- via who she's working with, and she, her gimmick is coming through a lot better. And uh, both the individuals are trying their best to do as well as they can, and they may not be quite there yet but they're they're doing their best and that's all we can ask tm bronx in the chat says and i bet vince screwed brett because he was afraid brett would do the same thing that is a hundred percent correct and that's why the montreal screw job happened brett hart had uh control over his character the last 30 days he was there he did not want to drop the title to Shawn michaels in montreal because you know it's canada and brett hart can't lose in canada and let's not also forget that the next night in Ottawa, he wanted to hand simply over. hand over the belt, and Vince didn't like that scenario because he thought it was not the right thing to do. And you know what? Um, no matter which way you slice it, dice it, hash it, mash it, um, we've gone over this ad nauseum here on the network and the former show as well. Oh but you know what? Uh, the whole Montreal Screwdrop happened for a reason, and that's because Vince didn't want to leave the trump card in Bret Hart's hands, JJ. Exactly. I mean, that, when it comes down to it, that's what the Montreal Screwjob is about. I know that uh, Straight Attitude says Bret's a hero in Canada. That would be like saying that Shawn Michaels couldn't lose the title in the United States. Not San Antonio. I'm talking about California. I'm talking about Arkansas. I'm talking about any other fucking state. In the United States, it would be the same thing for Bret Hart not to want to give it up in Canada. It's fucking ridiculous. And the bottom line here, when a promoter puts a belt on you, he's ultimately in control. I understand he had creative control over his character for the last 30 days. But we're talking about a company that was aggressively trying to put the WWE out of business at the time. You'd seen things like Medusa throwing the the, the title in the trash. Uh it would also harm the reputation of the WWE to have Bret Hart just give the belt over 
the next night in Ottawa on Raw and vacate it because then you've got your actual WWF champion making his jump to WCW in a belt he never lost. And it gives him instant world credibility, and you have the top guy from the competitor on your show who didn't lose the title. And that, in essence, is the reason why business was done. Was it right? Not necessarily. Was the fact that Brett didn't want a fucking job wrong? Absolutely it was. I understand both sides. But Vince did what he thought he needed to do to save face and keep his company from looking bad. And he did just that. All right, well, Tara gets involved uh, with Madison Rain and, and Mickey James. Basically, uh, Mickey throws her in and flips her into the ring, and she rolls out. The referee gets distracted, making sure Tara gets out of the ring, even though it's a last-man-standing no-DQ match. And she pulls some sort of brass knuckles or something, uh, goes for the pin, Shark, and the referee's like, no, it's a last-man-standing match. And uh, she uh, gets the 10 count on Mickey James. Mickey James still hasn't stood up, and Madison Rain is still the TNA knockout champion. And you know what? I, I really like the ebb and flow of that match, and I really liked the finish, except for, as Dave so eloquently and rightfully put, uh, where Madison Rain went for the pin, and it's like, uh, what are you doing? Um, but you know what? I uh, I guess there goes my perfect record. Damn you. I know. Fuck. Now I can keep going for my perfect record because I'm right. the only one that's 4-0 right now. There you go. There you go. And, and it, do you know what the prize is if you get uh, to be – have a perfect record on quick picks on tonight's uh, TNA against all odds pay-per-view? A, a bunch of paper towel I can take home with me no, as a get, souvenir? No, I, actually, you're going to get a check. Uh-oh. Yeah. A pink slip? That's not a check. A check inquires money. If you're giving out checks, start writing me one, buddy. You can have a check. Really? Yeah, check it, up. It, it'll just bounce, right? A check up. Yeah, I hear you. As long as, yeah. as long as none of us have to be taken off of a stick tonight, I'll, I'll, I'll take it. I'll be happy. Actually, the, I, I have to clarify where that whole fantasy booking where Karen Angle Jarrett is uh, suspended high on the above the ring with a uh, pole upper ass. It's, uh, my, my, actually, JJ, my uh, divorce lawyer suggested that that might be a stipulation of the separation in my own marriage. And I said, you know, of course, my, my lawyer being a huge wrestling mark, um, thought that that was a great stipulation and not only my own divorce proceeding, but in the whole Jared Angle angle with Karen. I hear you. I hear you. We've got right now on the, uh, on the pay-per-view, we've got Matt Morgan coming down, cutting a promo. Something he's not very good at. Calling out Hernandi. Here it is. The returning Hernandi. Yeah, the I'll take any money to join Immortal and do whatever they say, Hernandi. Well, so, and, and what Dave is referencing, of course, JJ, is the fact that this past week on Impact, there was a backstage uh, a promo between Eric Bischoff and Hernandi where uh, Bischoff simply stated for the record, by any financial means necessary, do what we say. And Hernandi very simply said, okay. For those of you that might be listening to this show for the first time, you're probably thinking, it's fucking Hernandez, you dipshits. Well, there's a reason we call him Hernandi. You have to thank the Pope D'Angelo De Niro for calling him Hernandi. And so on this show, we affectionately call Hernandez Hernandi forever. That is his name, Hernandi. That's right. And, and, some, and some would say, geez, I wonder whether these guys are drinking too much of their own Kool-Aid and whether or not a couple of Hernandezes are 
Hernandi, but yeah, no, like that, cactuses. That, that, that's not it at all. Yeah, like it's cactuses. It's not cacti or Hernandi. It's just that his name, singular Hernandi. Exactly. And, and let me say this: Hernandi looks like he's uh, dropped quite a bit of weight since he's been in Mexico. He looks like a million bucks. Actually, he does. Phenomenal shape. Yeah, before he went, he was uh, not looking that great. He was kind of fat around the midsection and, uh, um, you know, and, and obviously jacked up on the steroids. But, uh, no, he, he looks very, very good. No, he does. And, obviously, we're going to see a continuation of the uh, Matt Morgan-Hernandi feud. <laughs> I'm blind. Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. <laughs> that doesn't translate well Jesus. To, uh, to the... To the broadcast, people listening to the show, Shark. No, I know. Smooth, and I'm, Smooth. I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give them a uh, a visual of that experience either. Oh, However, so that's that's sick and, and just horrible. Sick and wrong. Sick it's and wrong. Depraved. Speaking of sick and wrong, what do you make of the whole WWE not um, not announcing any more? inductees into this year's Hall of Fame in Atlanta, GA, as of yet? Well, they're obviously building up to uh, to WrestleMania. Yeah, I just, you know, in years gone by, it seems that uh, um, by now, this being the middle of February, and Mania is not that far off, that they would have announced not only the main guy to be inducted, but, uh, you know, a few more. And, and they usually have done it in the past on a week-by-week basis on Raw, if not on Raw and on SmackDown. For those not playing at home, TNA just sunk my battleship. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you know what I'm saying, peoples. Oh, as Hernandi gives a uh, south-of-the-border kick to uh, Matt Morgan's testicular region. Battleship up and running. <laughs> <laughs> well, Batting down the hatches We've had some hole breaches You know guys I'll tell you I mean I miss LAX I miss uh, Hernandez and, and Homicide being a team I, and, and the impact they made In the tag team division I, I, I thought Homicide they were this, great I saw Homicide this last week in, uh, in Ring of Honor And he's doing fantastic Oh Hernandez with an attitude adjustment An FU if you will To Matt Morgan so Hernandi is back, a part of uh, the Immortal stable. Right. And, you know, it's good to have that extra beef in Immortal because, let's face it, losing Fortune, AJ Styles, uh, Kazarian, Beer Money, just a huge blow to the roster of Immortal. Now you've got Gunner and Murphy. You've got Hernandi. You've got Abyss when he comes back. You've got possibly Flair when he comes back. You've got Matt Hardy, Jeff the, Hardy. The Freak. The Freak, Rob Terry. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's just kind of a laid-to-waste roster without those guys. As now we're seeing a backstage promo between Christy Hemme and, of course, Matthew, all caps, Hardy. The or cold-blooded, one. or whatever he's calling himself these days. I think Matthew wants Christy. You see, you see the twinkle in his eye? Matthew Moore Hardy, in fact. Well, I, I can't confirm nor deny that Matt Hardy had anything to do with Christy Hemme being released from the WWE. <laughs> We don't we, know we that. We know the rumor, but that's it. I cannot confirm nor deny. Well, I heard she wouldn't conform, so he had her eighty-six. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, take get take the stick out. Um, 
Shark, you were talking what? about what? The f- back to the it, recall to the Karen Angle thing we were talking about. Okay, all right. Um, we're talking about Matt Hardy and Christie, and you're like, take the stick out. Fuck, I don't know. Is there something he's, that he we still hasn't know about? gotten the visual of Karen Angle, Jarrett, with the being suspended from the impact zone roof on the pole. Horrible. Yes. Um, I think you know what with Maybe the whole. She likes that. With you the don't whole, know. <laughs> wow. With the whole Hall of Fame, it's always after the elimination chamber. It's always after No Way Out. And I think Sean right. might have been uh, had like every other Monday booked, and no. was only able that one Monday, which is why they were like That's six weeks. That's not ahead. why they did it, Dave. That's oh, okay. not why they did it. They did it because it's Sean freaking Michaels, and as soon as they did it, the Hall of Fame tickets went on sale, and they fucking sold out. I mean, let's sold out. Yep, great numbers for that. To, to have Shawn Michaels come out and be like, okay, I'm getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Well, obviously, everybody wants to attend the Hall of Fame to see Shawn Michaels get inducted. So it was a smart ploy by them to do that. That's, you know, again, after Elimination Chamber, you've got the road to WrestleMania. You've got a pretty good significant chunk of time between Elimination Chamber and Mania to build WrestleMania to start throwing out inductees. And I'll probably throw out, you know, Two or three a week. Well, and, and really, with the widespread speculation, I noticed this past week, all over the IWC, everybody and their dog is speculating as to who might be the additional inductees into this year's uh, Hall of Fame. And, you know, you've got everybody from Arn and Ole Anderson and, and Tully Blanchard and uh, um, and what's left of, uh, of uh, Bad Street. The fabulous Freebirds, and uh, you know they, if they're going to do that, they they better do it quick. Because uh, having seen a couple of pictures this last week of Buddy Jack Roberts, he doesn't look very good. Um, but I'd love to see you know those aforementioned uh, get inducted. I, I you know there was a when Atlanta was announced as being this year's site for WrestleMania twenty seven. 27. 27. Um, you know, th- there was a whole bunch of speculation, JJ, that it might have a WCW feel to it. Uh, uh, maybe the Steiners, uh, uh, Goldberg was was hi- widely speculated as to, to being inducted. And obviously, I, for one, never ever thought that the whole induction ceremony was on mass going to take a WCW feel to it and obviously that was shot to shit and uh you know we we might see you know the free birds or you know everybody in the four horsemen uh except obviously rick flair who wants to be at the induction ceremony this year and that was part of his kerfuffle that he had in ireland uh this last week Actually, I, I heard it was just over money. Well, yeah, he wanted some, and the office didn't want to give him any because they were invoking the Dustin Runnels rule. <laughs> and, of course, Rick simply said, I'm not, I'm not him. Give me some fucking cash. But uh, now apparently he'll be sticking around for tomorrow night's uh, impact tapings and then having shoulder surgery. Yeah, he's got rotator cuff injury. Right. Um, there, was, there was a story that had circulated about that. And uh, Mike Mooningham was trying to dispel a lot of the rumors of what was going on and said basically TNA actually owed Ric Flair the money that he was requesting and hadn't paid him, and he asked for an advance while they were overseas. But at the same time, Ric Flair is notorious for spending more money uh, than he makes. I mean, he's done that throughout his whole entire career. Every video that you've ever seen of Ric Flair where he's talking about the rise of the Four Horsemen, it's always, you know, I spent more than I made. 
And that's been his story. Did. That's yeah. the story of his life. And, you know, let's face it. He's got, what, three, four, five, six wives? <laughs> and he's paying alimony to every one of them? Yep. Woo! You know, that's got to take Woo! a hit. On the old uh, on the old pocketbook, limousine riding, um, jet flying. I'm just reading in the uh, in the chat room. Uh, we're talking about Atlanta and WCW inductees for the uh, Hall of Fame, and Luger's one that's been thrown up. Psycho yeah. Sid, uh, Dead oh. Eyes, talking about in the chat room. I'd love to see either one of them. TM Bronx with a zinger. I heard Lex Luger and OJ Simpson are co-authoring a book together. Oh, what's it called? Uh, How to murder someone and get away with it. How to dump your bitches. Wow. You know, I mean, obviously Luger, notoriously known for the death of Miss Elizabeth and O.J. Simpson, for the death of uh, Ron Goldman and Nicole Brown. If the glove doesn't fit, you must acquit. acquit. Yes. Yes. Which which didn't go over so well when I was drunk. No. (laughs) No. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. That's it. Where, where were you? Uh, John, who, who said that? Quickly. Johnny Cochran. Johnny Cochran. And he's dead, the too. Late. He's dead, too. So, Yeah, the late, the late Johnny, Johnny Cochran. Cochran. Yes. Um, <laughs> the Chewbacca defense. Yes, the uh, Chewbacca You know what? Defense. All kidding aside, I think Lex Luger's probably got a shot at getting inducted. He uh, uh, was very, very well-liked by the whole McMahon family. But uh, considering the circumstances surrounding the whole Miss Elizabeth thing uh, and her passing, I highly doubt that, in fact, this year or any other year, for that matter, would Lex Luger ever get inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. I I disagree. I I think that Luger will be at some point, maybe even this year, um, looking at the chat room, Tresavious, and I think somebody else brought this up, Harlem Heat has a good shot, Booker T with the company in an announcing role. They do now, yeah. I think I think that would be phenomenal to have uh, have Booker and and Stevie Ray inducted. The only caveat about that is it's sad that Sensational Sherry wouldn't be a part of the show because um, I'm sure she would be so proud to see both Booker and Stevie Ray inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. Uh, I, yeah, I would love to see Booker and Stevie inducted. That's that that'd be awesome. Might Kevin Nash be one that could be inducted? You know what? I'm They're thinking, really not doing anything with him, at least on camera, since he had a quick exit for the, the, the Rumble. It's almost a shame that the click isn't getting inducted. You know, I, I would love to see a Hall of Fame that, that is, you know, obviously made up of Shawn Michaels, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. All the, all the main – well, okay. There would be X-Pac heat at the Hall of Fame. Come on. Yeah, well, there, w- there would be. You're right. You you're absolutely right. You know what? No matter what you think and no matter how much of a bad time Scott Hall has had fighting alcohol and drug addiction over the years, um, back in the day, was there anybody more freaking popular than Razor Ramon? Razor, I, I, you still, know? I, I am still a huge fan of Razor Ramon, but while we have the chance as – as we better RBD hurry up. Yep. comes off the top rope and does his leg drop on Matt Hardy to the outside, the ring barrier, both men down on the ground. Let's go ahead and get our quick picks in for this particular matchup. Internet Dave, start us off. RVD, Matt freaking Hardy, who wins? I take Van Dam to restart his rise back to his very slow rise back to prominency in the uh, in the world title division because the whole... Thing between Anderson and Hardy and and Matt Morgan 
rotating around over and over again. It's just gotten a little boring. So uh, Van Dam wins on the quest to get the belt back that he never lost to begin with. Mark the Shark to Carlo. You know, I think since the inception of, uh, of Matt Hardy into TNA, they've kind of given him not much to chew on. Uh, you know, obviously they're playing up the fact that he's in Immortal. Uh, his brother uh, has a world title shot to reattain uh, his own strap that he designed tonight, a little bit later on in the main event. Um, you know, they, they put them together for a couple of tag team matches, but there's really been no rhyme or reason as to what point blank um, that the office really wants to do with Matt Hardy. And I really think that considering, um, you know, that I thought it was, it was really good for the company that they brought him in, no matter what you think about him personally, um, I think that if you want to elevate Matt Hardy to main event status or semi-main event status or higher than mid-card status, that a victory clean over RVD on tonight's pay-per-view is the way to do it. And if they're going to do anything with Matt Hardy, I think that tonight is is going to be the beginning of it. So for those reasons, I'll choose Matt Hardy. Um, Harmony is going to go with Matt Hardy for the win. The Trey Dog going with Rob Van Dam for the win. Uh, so, Dave, you have who? I have Van Dam. You have Hardy. She has Hardy. He has Van Dam. So I'm kind of the tiebreaker. You're the tiebreaker. Drum roll, please. That doesn't work too well on the microphone. Struck uh, up the band. Yeah, let me see. Mm. I feel like the Jeopardy music. We should have had the karaoke expert of the network doing that. Let's see. If I had to choose here, did Matt Hardy actually get the win last time these two faced off? Yes. So by that particular caveat, caveat, you would think that RVD would go over here. But we are talking about Immortal here, and we're talking about TNA, and we're talking about Russo-rific booking. So I'm going to go ahead and say that Jeff Hardy runs in, interferes in the match, costs RVD the match, and makes Matt Hardy a motherfucking superstar. So Matt Hardy goes over with a win. You Wait. know what? And... and I say this to you every week when we have our so JJ. What do you think is going to happen with conversation that we generally have at at some point during the course of of the week? And and every time you come up with with a fantastic booking uh, scenario that I I think to myself and I say to you that is fucking outstanding. Of course, nobody ever listens to us. And they just do whatever the fuck they want. And generally, it's boring. Well, you know, if Internet Dave had his way, <laughs> Teddy Hart would come down <laughs> and smoke everyone. There you go. Smoke up or smoke. And then Ted Hart showed up and smoked everyone. God, that's five years old. I don't know where you pulled that out. I never forget anything, Dave. It was the only funny thing Dave ever said. That's and, why you remember it. And I said it like once a show back in the old days. I know. That's why I brought it up five <laughs> years later, because it's fresh to these new listeners that have never heard it before. And don't know who the fuck Ted Hart is. Now, if you bring it up next week, I'm going to hit you with a chair. 
And not the cake. I'm talking about a fucking steel chair. Speaking I was of say, which, we never got any pieces of spe- chair cake. Speaking of which, whatever happened to the fondant chair? Um, it it resided in bellies of people <laughs> in this house. Okay, what, so you, the chair is no more then. So what? Clevett got back home from Wrestle Reunion and he ate never like came three by, quarters. So of it? we had to oh. eat the cake. Sorry. Oh, okay. You know, it's only good for a certain amount of time. You know, you, you have to did eat it. Take, it? Did it take the four of you to eat that whole cake? Well, there are five of us. Okay. All right. <laughs> we we are the kind of the Jackson Five. Yes, yes. Yeah. So between five people, yeah, the chair's gone. I think the next time you say Jackson Five on the network, there should be a music bed of like maybe ABC or I Want You Back. God, you're, <laughs> go- you're going from being part of the Hardy family to being part of the the Jackson the family. The motherfucking Jackson Five. I'm digging that. See, that's what you guys should be for Halloween. No. You, you got nine months to prepare. JJ would be Joe, right? <laughs> <laughs> Only I don't beat my kids. No. Or lock them in closets. Lexi so could I'm be Michael with a big afro. Lexi could be Michael, right? She, she has the tone of she has the tone of voice and has nine months to grow an afro. So <laughs> you just you're just wanting me to hit you with a chair, aren't you? Who, who would be Latoya, Dave? Well, I'm thinking of the original singing <laughs> group. Yeah. You're killing me. You're killing me, guys. Anyways. Back to action on the paper. Back pay-per-view. to the action in the ring. Wow. Not a bad match so far between uh, Matthew. Well, both men are down right and now as we're getting a spotty feed. I think we need to, uh, technical department needs to do some work. Dave, I want my money back. Dave, phone, phone TELUS TV and, and get our money back, damn it. I don't know anybody who works at TELUS. I don't know if I could do anything. Probably not. They'd leave you on hold. Yeah, probably. Yeah. RVD off the ropes delivering a uh, clothesline to Matt Hardy. Goes for a second one, and he hits a super kick to the face of Matt Hardy. Obviously setting up. Thought he was going to set up for the uh, for the five-star frog splash. As he's, he's setting up for the rolling thunder. Rolling thunder. Oh. And he hits a moonsault as Matt Hardy moves out of the way, but he, did, he didn't avoid the moonsault, so we got a well, two count. Well, only. speaking of moonsaults, do you notice that Eve has stolen the Jello Jiggler from from Tara? What? The the standing. He's the, right. The standing moonsault, which I used to always affectionately call the Jello Jiggler because because uh, Victoria used to wow. shake her booty around before she hit the move. Moving right along. Here's the RBD with a split-legged moonsault off the top and roll, hooks the leg and gets it to an eight, nine-tenths count, JJ. See, if Vince McMahon decides to call that move the Jello Jiggler, I've got trademark infringement rights. Yeah, unless you actually have it trademarked, you don't. Who says I don't? You don't. And Tara's butt doesn't jiggle like that anymore, Dave. No, unfortunately it doesn't. You liked it when it did? I like extra effort. Moving right along... <laughs> I want to say L Train in the chat room says this broadcast makes me think of the old radio broadcasts. Uh, hang on a second, as my chat room just manages to go up. This broadcast makes me think of the old radio broadcast of wrestling matches back in the early twenties. So we are we are totally old school. Thank you. Totally. And, we're, or we're old. Ninety years behind. Or the, haven't been to school in a very long time. We're ninety <laughs> years behind right. the times. Apparently. No, I like it. Well, we can't call live play by play because that would be like. Trademark infringement. Well, are they going to sue me? As RVD setting up for the five-star. They have to find you. Matt Hardy gets up to his feet, crotches RVD on the top rope, a couple of uh, rights to the face of Rob Rob Van Dam. Easy for you to say. 
felt like I'm in Abu Dubai. Have you have you noticed that Matthew Matthew's been dyeing his hair black? Shut up, Dave. I'll smash you. You can become one step closer to smashing. You got it. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. RVD crotched for the second time wow. as Matt Hardy goes up in an attempt to, I think. <laughs> Call that. I, yeah. thought, I thought he was going to try a Canadian destroyer, but it was just a backdrop from the top. Matt Hardy going up. Uh, is he going to try the, I thought he was going for a split-led moonsault, but nope. nope. He actually does go for a moonsault. Yep. Shades of Lita, ladies and gentlemen. Amy Dumas did teach him something. Have you? <laughs> I'm sure he. I'm sure she taught him a few things, but we won't go oh into God. details right now at this point. Rumor has it that uh, Amy might be making a uh, an appearance on TNA programming in the not too distant future. Oh, lovely! Yes, RVD's on the top, and he hits the five star. Ouch! He goes for the pin. That'll be it. Two and three, and RVD gets the clean win. No motherfucking superstar made tonight. Rob Van Dam, your winner, ladies and gentlemen. Is that the line of the year? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right, Harmony. Matt what? Hardy made Rob Van Dam a motherfucking, motherfucking superstar. superstar. It's good to see that he goes from one company jobbing to the other jobbing. I like that. That's awesome. So on that note, guys, we're going to take our, uh, our next commercial break of the evening. We'll come back, obviously, with more pay-per-view coverage of a TNA against all odds right after the break. We'll be right back, guys. Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps, sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. Best year of my life, 
cause I was high. Got busted by the police, and I know why. Why, man? Hey, cause I got high. Yeah. Cause I got high. Uh-huh. Cause I got high. La 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 la. my girlfriend Beth, she must have been high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. She let me sleep. With her too, she had to be high. Now I'm a brand new cat, and I know why. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I quit wrestling for the WWE because I was high. Don't then see it go to hell because I got high. Story about my drug use, and I know why. Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. Now I work for TNA because I got high. I'm the immortal heavyweight king because I got high. Now my brother Matt's getting fired, and I know why. By the way, Matthew is spelled in all capitals. Because I got high, because I got high. It's in the main event tonight, but then I got high. Made my face look like a fish, because I was high. Now TNA's all worried about me, and I know why. Because I got high, because I got high, because I got high. You should follow me, you should listen to my preaching because it's going to get you through life. It'll make you live life the right way. That's what's cool about planet Earth. We're all different. If we were all like you, man, I would rather live on Pluto. I may see a punk a motherfucking superstar. And that's a fact, Jack. And I'll end it like this. Fuck you. He really is high. <laughs> Get jiggy with it. Yeah. Oh, oh. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Bring it back, bring it back. Uh, uh, yeah. Say what, say what. Oh, cause I'm high. Yeah. Cause I'm high. Hey, where the clap at? Cause I'm high. Up at the LGD 130 Fish, you're with my SNS Network. Oh, yeah! You young punks today got nothing on the macho man. Savage and my generation, yeah, and all the legends, yeah, because I'm telling you, that's complete mental insanity, yeah. Let the WWE All Star video game begin, yeah. The best of the best, and to hell with the rest, yeah. Pick the Macho Man Randy Savage if you 
wheel here, and I guarantee you will be victorious forever in a day. Here yeah, you will, because I am the world's greatest wrestling superstar legend of all time, of all time, of all time. Oh, yeah. Catch me if you can, WWE All-Star Video Game, because you ain't seen nothing yet, because I am the tower of power, too sweet to be sour, funky like a monkey. Space is the place, and sky's the limit, yeah, that's the deal. Greatest matchups of all time haven't happened yet, no they haven't, until now. And it's up to the WWE Universe to take control of a volatile situation, and you guys decide who's the baddest generation of all time, yeah. Two generations. One ring, yeah. Hit up the WWEAllStars.com right now. You take control. Everybody say, oh, yeah. Orgullosamente Latino hasta la muerte y después. Worldwide Latino pride. The ambassadors of violence. LAX, K Dog, the notorious 187 Guys, we're back right here on the SNS Radio Network Sunday Night Showdown, bringing you live pay-per-view coverage of TNA's Against All Odds pay-per-view. Right now, we have the street fight between Bully Ray and, of course, his brother, Devon, who's accompanied by his young sons. Hmm. Let's go ahead and dive right into our quick picks. Because I want to know what you guys think. And, and I'll go ahead and start things off. I know it's rare that I do that. But as I said earlier in the night, I smell a swerve. I mean, Russo does book the show. I totally smell a swerve. I think that Devon's sons are going to turn on their dad. And they're going to learn from Bully Ray how to be in-ring talents. So uh, I'm going with Bully Ray for the win in this street fight. Boom, boom, who you got? She doesn't care. She says pick one. Flip a coin. Uh, I, okay, you're, you're going to go down with me. You're going with Bully Ray as well. Okay. I'm not going down with you anywhere. I said that earlier too. But but we are on the same wavelength. I too think that Devon's sons are actually fathered by Bully Ray. And even if that were oh the God. case, even if that were the case, guys, as opposed to the opinions of a, a few in the chat who we value immensely... I don't see that scenario being racist in the least. No, no. no. I don't know. That's what they were. That's what they were inferring. Boom, boom. It's not racist. The, the Dudley boys have all kinds of colors and creeds in their family. Unfortunately, no, nobody can hear you <laughs> ranting in the background because you don't want to be on a microphone. Um, but you're right. If they have a black mother, then yeah, it's it makes perfect sense. Internet, Dave. Uh, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take Devon here. Let's let logic uh, take its course and hope insanity uh, doesn't rule the day. Uh, the tree dog is picking Blubber Ray, or Bully Ray, excuse me. So Mark the Shark to Carlo, what do you got? Uh, I'll take uh, Bully Blubber Blubber Bubba, all of the above, and uh, as we we see Devon's kids making their way down to ringside, and, and Devon doesn't want them at ringside at all, and they're making out like they're coming into the ring. Uh, 
this could be a lead-in for, uh, as we see Bully waffle Devon with a chair upside the back of his head. As if he hasn't been hit enough in the back of the head. Or in the front of the head. Have you seen his forehead? Kind of yeah. looks like a... Abdullah the Butcher. It, well, yeah, not as deep. Or, or still, Dusty Rhodes. Or Dusty. Or Dusty, yes. Is Dusty... Is, I heard rumblings upstairs. Uh, Dusty's uh, not here tonight. Not here tonight? Not here tonight. Okay, all right, all right. He had uh, he had other obligations tonight. No Dusty Rhodes. So. All right. So, yeah, we, we did see a little interference on behalf of the uh, the children of Devon causing inadvertent interference, or so it would seem, ladies and gentlemen. You don't need Jesse Ventura to smell a conspiracy here. <laughs> As we see uh, uh, Bully Ray put Devon's head in a chair, and here come the kiddies. Here come the kids to hang on to uh, B- Bully Ray. And Bully shucks them both off. Oh, and really... Uh, Face paints one son of Devon into the corner in the back of his head. He face the, paints him? Hit the, tur- hit the back of the turnbuckle. Don't even go there. You mean uh, pie faces him? Yeah, there, there you go. Because I didn't see any colors around the ringside area there. Mark the Shark to Carlo. As Devon hits a nice clothesline to Bully Ray, follows it up with a second clothesline. Could we be going for a turd? Who's going to be the turd? This match. Oh, I see. <laughs> You pick up nicely. Are you inferring this is a shitty match? (laughs) I would never. I was French for a second. Okay. All right. Well, don't forget we have Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett to come. Kaboom! As well as, uh, excuse me, um, Jeff Hardy versus Mr. Anderson in a ladder match for the World Heavyweight Championship. Big body slam delivered to Bully Ray by Devon. The kids are setting up for the what's up. Devon ascending the top turnbuckle. Terrell and his brother holding the legs open of Bully Ray. Think about that statement for a second. Yuck. And he connects with the Waza. Well, gets, gets a head full of testicles. How well, I hate that move. You know what? <laughs> hate it. For hate once, it. for once in their career, ladies and gentlemen, the Dudley boys just had a head-to-head conversation. Ooh. Oh God. Wow. And Boom Boom off in the corner, shaking her head in disbelief that her husband, Uh-oh, at least for the time the being, said that. As his kids told him to get the tables. Oh, this kind of reminds me of uh, of Hardcore Justice. Uh, of course, not without the, the really funky lighting effects, but the fact that the Dudley boys as a pair uh, beat the shit out of their Excuse opponents me, Internet and then tape. hugged them at the end. What was that pay-per-view called again? Oh, that's right. It was called... Hardcore Justice. I, I I couldn't quite remember it when Dave was saying it, but now I remember. Who who a few people think is the worst pay per view of all time, but not if you really watch it. I mean, how more entertained do you need to be besides having a dance contest? Correct. I. Well, Hello. Low blow the, delivered by Bully Ray. The Bruce Hart nut shot uppercut, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we can neither confirm nor deny that Bruce Hart is, in fact, booking TNA wrestling. Mm-hmm. Speaking but, of books and it, Bruce Hart. Oh, yes. The yes, bo- yes. The book is out. Well, uh, the book is out, and I've read it. Book and, you have? And this just in. And this ju- I didn't buy it. He gave me one. And, and oh, I will. I will. Okay. But you'll, you'll, you didn't get four? You'll kill yourself laughing. I want to interview Bruce. Against, Why? And he'll, no, just a minute. 
He'll come on. One of the funniest guys you'll ever want. He'll, he'll definitely do it. One of the funniest guys. I had a very high-level meeting with Bruce in the produce section this week at Safeway West Hills, and he'll definitely come on the show. But I kind of gave him shit because I really thought that for all intents and purposes, there would have been a whole chapter dedicated to the career of Mama Myers. Well, uh, <laughs> uh, I remember booking Mama Myers, and, uh, well, uh, she liked to win with the nut shot. Uh, no, no, Bruce, Bruce, you actually had her lose with the nut shot. Well, uh, but there was no nuts involved, uh, Bruce. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> I don't remember that, quite frankly. There were no nuts on her opponent that night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no, we should, we should get Bruce. He'll Seriously, come on. He'll I would love on. to interview Bruce because it would be funny. Oh, Bubba won it. No turn from the kids, though. No. Nope. Oh, what it is is that uh, because the kids got involved, it became that three-on-one handicap match that well, Devon didn't want. Well, you see Devon, Devon, Devon got hand, handcuffed in the corner, Dave. Yeah, and yeah. then Bubba Ray just beat the shit out of one of, their, uh, one of their sons, one of his sons, and then pinned him to win this one-on-three handicap hardcore match. By God, so. I'm partially right because the kids interfered, and at the end of the night, Bully Ray Dudley gets the motherfucking W. You all had Billy Ray Dudley winning. I had Devon, but I guess insanity I rules had the Bully. day after all. And Ashley is my name in the chat. Yet another crappily booked Vince Russo match finish. Correct, Ashley. But there was no uh, there was no uh, son's turn on their daddy as we wanted desperately to happen. Look, look for future stuff to happen. I don't think it's over yet. Yeah, this is def- far from over. And, and well, for those of you that don't know, on the PWA 10th anniversary show... I mentioned it earlier. Yes, okay, that in fact, uh, Blubba Ray and Devon are booked on the 10th anniversary show. Dave, what's the date of that? March 19th? Uh, 15th or something? So, somewhere, somewhere around there. That they're going to be uh, each picking a tag team partner from the current PWA roster to face each other on the 10th anniversary show. And I concur with J.J. when he inferred earlier in this very program, they're not going to draw flies, and who gives a rat's ass? Well, you know, I, I've heard people say that they thought the Dudleys, uh, respectively, would, would maybe draw some... I mean, honestly, I don't think they're going to draw. I mean, the Dudleys at one point were a popular tag team in the WWE. I never understood... Why they were so popular, I was never a big fan of the Dudley Boys. Uh, with wrestling being kind of dead here in this market, I, I just I really don't think that people are going to come out in droves to see the Dudley Boys, especially in this current angle where they're going to they're going to be fighting each other. They're not going to be Team 3D teaming up. Now that could be interesting if you have one of the most decorated tag teams of all time coming in and taking on your tag team champions. Sure, I could see that. But in the current feud, the way it is, where they are not tagging with each other and they are going to be, in fact, um, picking a member of the roster to kind of yeah, take the place as the other you know, uh, tag team partner, I don't think it's going to – I just really don't. And who are the PWA tag team champions right now anyway? Scotty Lee Crew and somebody of equal non-factor. So, yeah, you know. I think it's brilliant, and I wasn't going to get on the mic because I'm not feeling so well, but I think it's brilliant. They're actually bringing storyline from television 
to their show. And how often do you see that? When you see when you see these name guys coming into the indies, it's just a lot of times you don't even see them as their character. They portray whatever the the booker wants them to be. If they're a heel, they're a face, whatever. And this is continuing that storyline. So it's almost like you're a part of the storyline. This just in. One of Devon's kids, maybe Terrell, just got wood as Bubba Ray Dudley oh my God. put him through the table while his father, Devon, had to watch, watch handcuffed yes. to the turnbuckle. Wow. Wow. No, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a good way to to get a couple of their guys over as well. So, you know, it's like you're part of the action. You're part of the storyline in, in TNA, even though it's not a TNA show. So I think it's great. Well, and of course... Going with Boom Boom's theory, uh, having their feud as they're having right now in TNA would certainly give the rub, if you will, to whomever the office in PWA, uh, Kurt Rock and Don Ferguson, and the actual booker, Lance Storm, would utilize to put over their own talent uh, in that match. Uh, Trey in the chat saying, finally, a voice of reason and hope. Thank you, Boom Boom. I'd love to hear Bully Ray cut a, a heel promo on a live crowd uh, that wasn't affiliated with the company he was working because it would be one of those old school ECW promos where they they just didn't give a fuck and just ripped the shit you out mean, of everybody. You mean where he would call the crowd like fat and inbred? Fat and inbred. Right. He, can you just see up in Edmonton Bully Ray grabbing the mic from that half-wit ring announcer in PWA? Right. What the hell's his name? It doesn't matter. Exactly. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> uh, Screw that and, guy. <laughs> the hell with him uh, and his funny hairdo. But, but are, anyways. Are you, are, you, are you transitioning into the shark? No, no, are no. Are you no. going to start cutting promos no, on no, the No, air? no, no. Finally, the shark has come back to Sunday Night Showdown. Thank you. I, you did that a lot better than Jeez. I could have ever have hoped to. But uh, I can just see Bully Ray cutting a heel promo on the inbred chicken farmers that inhabitate Edmonton, Alberta on the 10th anniversary show. And it being uh, very, very funny, actually. Yeah, especially if Ed Stelmack is there. Speak, yeah, our, our, the, the head inbred <laughs> chicken farmer and former, actually, he, uh, he uh, resigned. He doesn't know. There's not one person in the chat, boom, boom, who's ever heard of Easy Ed Stelmack. He was the premier until he quit. Well, he and he was he, well. He he didn't quit. He's still there. He's just not. He's not running run. for another term. No, so he's in no. This, he's in essence quitting. Oh, by the way, and speaking resigning. Of, speak, yes, yes, not running again. Yes. Speaking of political upheaval, I guess uh, HWC can go back to Egypt after all, can't they? Finally, yeah. yes. <laughs> uh, I do want to say something. Uh, ZMG in the chat room is asking me if I have Facebook. Yes, I am on Facebook. Jeff we all Jackson, are, actually. Yes, we all are. So look it up, Jeff just, Jackson. Just look up another step closer to dashing. Yeah, and you'll find. It doesn't actually say that, Dave. No, you, you don't know that. How I have the, you on Facebook. You, you don't try my, and search that. You don't Dave. check my page every day, or do you? Uh, no, but you do have updates every once in a while, and it doesn't say one step Not closer often. to dashing. Not, if there's anybody I know with less status updates than, than Internet Dave, I'm not sure who that person might be. I am going to... Uh, I didn't know you were that interested in my day-to-day -day I'm going to exit stage really. left. Ladies, I'll be right back. They're really taking their time here with... <laughs> uh, You're going to leave the broadcast? With, just a minute. With You're going to leave son. the broadcast to us? 
Uh oh. You've never done this. Uh oh. Finally, I thought he would never leave. <laughs> All right, Fuck now since, since he's calling us bitches, he's gone. Boom, boom. Let's get right down to business because inquiring minds need to know Uh-oh. the hell with the TNA uh, uh, against all odds oh, yes, pay per view yes, 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 yes. for one moment. Inquiring minds need to know, and I know I can speak on behalf of Trey and everybody else in the chat. What do you think about what's been going on in sports entertainment lately? WWE, TNA, do you like it? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you think it's bullshit? Is there anything that you'd like to spew? Not really. Not really, you know. You're like, you're liking the I'm, whole storylines and yeah. I'm really liking WWE right now. I think WWE is on a really positive roll. I think they've been doing things a little bit differently and doing things to surprise us. At the same time, they still have things that you know you can predict, but that's just that's any type of entertainment. Watching a movie, watching a TV show, but I think that WWE's been on a roll. I think they've been doing a lot of good things lately, and hopefully they'll they'll continue that momentum and. Um, TNA, thank God my doctor has me on some really great painkillers because then, you know, I don't really have to pay attention much. <laughs> and, and, like and, now. And, and if your doctor handed out those very same painkillers to most of the TNA viewing audience, maybe viewership would go up substantially. Maybe. <laughs> I really got to ask you, all kidding aside, what's your take on what WWE has been doing with Natalia lately? Um, well, I mean... The whole, uh, you know, unbeknownst to everybody, uh, dropping the title to... Uh, Eve. Eve at uh, at the last pay-per-view, and Let's then... Let's not forget, though, Eve is a two-time Divas champion, or right. women of some type. One As of, of now, yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, it's not like... It's not like they haven't done this before. She did hold it for two months, which in women's wrestling is... A long time. It is a long yeah, time. Yeah. Other than like the whole Layla Cool or Layla Cool. Lay Cool? Lay Cool. Right. <laughs> run that, that never seemed like it was going to end. Um, you know, I. Natty did get, get her push there. She got the belt. Um, there's some good things coming for Natty. And if, if Awesome Kong does show up in WWE. I think putting Natalia in a feud with Awesome Calm will be awesome. That would I, be awesome, yeah. I don't know if you have seen her matches with her over in Japan, but they were really, really great. And uh, if you ever want to see something where you see strength and, and power of a woman, um, putting Awesome Kong into a surfboard is just, it, it's really cool to watch. So... Hopefully they do that. What do you make of the whole TNA, uh, forgive the terminology, angle between Karen and Jeff Jarrett and Kurt Angle? Fucking stupid. Is is your name Boom Boom? (laughs) I can't believe the the three of them are actually willing to participate in it. I mean, I know know real-life storylines get worked into wrestling all the time. And I think that that's a good thing. And there it adds some reality to it. Uh, it's a lot easier to play, but when it comes to people's personal lives, as far as relationships and marriages and divorces and all of that stuff, I think this is going a little bit too far. We really don't need to, to see this play out on TV. Well, and you really got to think that obviously Kurt angle 
is cool with it, or else he would have been long gone to the doorstep of Vinnie Mac if he if he took any exception to portraying his part of the three-way dance, if well, you I will. Think, I think the three of them are obviously cool with it or it wouldn't be happening. But, I, I mean, think about their kids, like in their actual real-life live children. I mean, you've got Jeff Jarrett, whose kids lost their mother uh, only a couple of years ago. You've got Kurt Angle and Karen Angle's kids who were still very young when their parents got divorced and you have them filming these angles in their that, house yeah like it's i i don't know i hopefully it's done pretty soon uh boom boom has has jj been reassigned to another portion of the network well let's not forget i own 51 percent of the network so, okay well <laughs> you know. so has he been re redesignated for a new position or no, I'll, I'll let him keep on doing what he's doing. He's doing a really good job. He does an awesome job of producing all of these. So he's great not shows at all. He's not. He's not at a probationary stage anymore. Well, I mean, it's been quite some time. We can't have. And you a said I do. Period after. I tell you what, <laughs> Wait, nobody. Nobody can hear you. You're not on a microphone. Hold on. I Give am, him a mic. I am audible in the background. All right. Hang on. Hang on. Wow, I do have a question. A I think there's somebody at the door. I think it's somebody at the door. It's the Alberta Mental Institution banging. I, I do have a question <laughs> for the 51% owner. Obviously, when I was very, very willing to give up my number 37 runner-up position in the Royal Rumble to the King of All Italy, uh, Harmony said she'd consider me having a one-time co-hosting of Wrestling News Live. Oh, no, 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 I no, was no, wondering no. Uh, I, whatever came of that. I said... Obviously nothing, Dave. I, I wasn't that drunk. I said... <laughs> That JJ, I would guarantee that JJ would consider it. JJ would consider it. So I guess you got to take that up with him. I'm just going to step back and let you guys go at it. Speaking of which, the gentleman that actually won the right to co-host, has he co-hosted yet? Not I don't, yet. I don't Not know yet. if he co-hosts tomorrow. Flair's 16 so time, right. and he's doing it uh, a week from tomorrow, February 21st, for the big reveal of Sting Taker Under. Wow. Sting, okay. Sting, Sting Taker, Taker under. under. Taker Underwear Day. Wow. Well, that that's a good show. <laughs> that's a good show for him to oh, choose. I was kind of hoping that he would pick tomorrow, though, so, you know, I could have Valentine's Day. Well, yeah, that's true. But, well, I guess you'll you know, the sacrifices that, that you got to make as a 51% owner to, you know, to please the fans and make them happy. But, well, well yeah. I didn't want to break the surprise, but uh, you're going to have a very romantic Valentine lunch tomorrow. Huh? So that Wrestling News Live doesn't get affected. He didn't tell you? Oh, goody. Awesome. Romantic lunch. He didn't tell you? Lunch. Oh, brunch, actually. Well, oh, brunch, even better. Isn't uh, the so shark romantic? Isn't no the shark limo. Over a uh, candlelight sunshine dinner? Well, isn't huh? the shark limo picking the two of them up after, uh, after Sunday Night Showdown tonight to take them to a nice uh, hotel for the evening? Yeah, see, Dave, if it would be really romantic, J.J. would have been given the night off of WNL by the 51% owner of the network to participate in Valentine's Day. Oh, you were given the night off. So Trey will be hosting 
on his own WNL tomorrow night, or what will be the the case uh, for WNL tomorrow night? I have yet to talk to Trey, but uh, ah. I'm thinking I'm probably taking tomorrow night off. Nice for a nice lunch. No, we're not no, having a nice lunch, not, Dave. Not dinner. <laughs> All day. Yeah, but all the restaurants are going to be full for the evening. A, a, a nice lunch, they wouldn't be as, as full. Maybe she's going to cook him a motherfucking Gee, dinner um, right in the home class. Let's, let's analyze. She will. I don't hold know. on. Hold on. Let's analyze that statement. Two of my kids will be in school, and my three-year-old will be here all day with us. So, so you're telling me that, that I should take a nice my wife. For, now, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You're telling me I should take my wife and my three-year-old daughter out to dinner <clears> for lunch. Shark and babysit. Fuck I, you, Dave. I have to work tomorrow, but Shark can babysit. I'll babysit. Wow. I, I can babysit. Angle and Jarrett, by the way. <laughs> you know what? We'll see what happens tomorrow. I might I'm make joking, the show. Joking, I don't joking. know. I got to talk with Trey and figure out what we're going to do. If I do, I won't be watching Monday Night Raw tomorrow night, so it'll be like an extended late time when we do the show. But I am actually planning on spending the evening with my wife for Valentine's Day. That's so I've, I've earned that right. Sweet. I've earned that right. Maybe, earned. Maybe Trey should have a whole series of guest co-hosts on all night long. That would be interesting. Any of the single fans who might be uh, tuning into WNL tomorrow night, each means, take a 10-minute segment. Does that mean everybody? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Everybody gets 10 minutes. So Kurt Angle and Jeff Jarrett are fighting for the custody of their kids, or Kurt Angle... Taking Karen Angle Jarrett down to the ring for their for the recommencement of their marriage ceremony in Fayetteville on March third. And by but the apparently way, Hogan also comes back, probably still in a wheelchair though. And by the way, there is no angle to the angle of this Angle Jarrett match, whereby Karen, formerly Angle now Jarrett, is suspended high up above the ring on a pole. So that was refuted. Not so yet. We should probably go ahead and do our quick picks for this match since it has started. Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle, the winner, gets the children, the stipulation, of course. Love that. Well, this this recalls me automatically to Eddie Guerrero and Rey Mysterio for the... Worse, worse, worse. Way worse. Rey and Eddie is worse than this? Yes. This is way worse than that. I agree with Boom Boom. Well, the the custody of Dominic on a pole match. I'm not saying one's worse or better than the other. I, it, I'm just saying that's what it reminded me of. Here it, she is. This is so much worse. This is like, this is like me, and and Jeff and, and my ex husband, and then Jeff and my ex husband are deciding are are gonna fight to decide. Who gets custody of my children? And, like, <laughs> it's this is. But hey, it fits because my name is Jeff. Well, and I could totally be the Jeff Jarrett in this situation because I totally am. Yeah, but it, I mean, this is because I'm stepdaughter way, to these kids. This is way too too You're far. Step daddy, you know not stepdaughter. I'm not even gonna. I pick, said stepfather. I'm not even gonna pick a winner in this because I really don't care. Like You're looking gonna at the real life, um, the only losers in this are the kids. And they're they're losers no matter who wins. This is going to fuck them up. Well, on that note, and, and we'll we'll cover that in a second. Let's go ahead and get our picks in. Internet Dave, start things off. Jeff Jarrett, just so that March third is actually somewhat interesting. And obviously, Kurt must have been cool with this from the very beginning. 
I heard some pro TNA wrestling show that had Jarrett on uh, this past week on Friday or so saying that this was a, a, an excellent idea. It's, uh, we love uh, real-life angles, and as long as Kurt's cool with it and you're cool with it, you might as well do it on TV. And Jeff's like, oh, yeah, that's why we thought it would be a good idea. And I'm like, fuck you. But uh, Jeff Jarrett's the pick. Mark the Shark to Carlo. I personally, who's gone through some heavy, meritable, meritable non-bliss over the last couple of years, absolutely, for the exact reason that Harmony Boom Boom Sexay so eloquently stated on the aforementioned segment, hate it, given the fact that it's the children that actually have to deal with it. And yes, you can sit them down and say, kids, it's just a a television story and has nothing to do with reality and we're all one big happy family and your stepdaddy Jeffy and your real daddy Kurt. Uh, We're all just play acting. You know what? Fuck this and fuck this angle. I personally think it stinks. And what what stinks? No, what stinks more than the actual angle that they're running is the fact that Jeff Jarrett is still wrestling because he is still, after all these years, nothing more than a shitty wrestler. I pick Kurt Angle. All right, Harmony. I feel better. Harmony. I I already abstained, remember? The the losers here are the children. They are too young to understand. They're too young. My 10-year-old daughter, try telling her that, you know, Cena's not really fired and Cena will be back. Like, kids don't understand these things and when you're telling them one thing in real life and something else for pretend on a pretend tv show but then you go back into real life like these kids are what like five and well you know Kurt's youngest is three and he has no idea what they're talking about and those girls that are teenagers are like they seem really confused in the video packages like it's 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 ridiculous and yeah kurt's okay with it Jeff's okay with it. Karen's okay with it. And you bring real life into it, and that's a good thing. That is a good thing, but not this kind of real life. So I'm still abstaining. You can't just pick one or the other, please. No, I can't. Give me a zero on this. Flip another coin. All right, fine. So it doesn't matter who wins. She's not getting credit for it. Um, I don't have Trey's picks in, but I'm pretty sure he would pick probably Kurt Angle because I know Trey. Um, I personally don't see Kurt Angle going over here. It's just another dangle of the carrot in the face of Kurt Angle uh, to continue them tormenting him. When he finally does beat Jeff Jarrett, it's going to mean something. So I see Jeff Jarrett going over some screw job finish. Maybe Karen Jarrett interferes and costs Kurt the match. But Jeff Jarrett goes over here all the way. And let's put things into perspective. Kurt Angle, a former alumnus. One interview of the year on Wrestling News Live at the Wrestling Radio Awards. Trey and myself conducted that interview. If you haven't heard it, then definitely check out the archives for Wrestling News Live and listen to that two-hour epic interview. When we had the interview with Kurt Angle, and this is a segue, he actually did make the comment when asked about going back to World Wrestling Entertainment that he was happy with TNA Wrestling. He likes what they're doing for him. He likes to help this company out. He thinks he's going to help it grow. And he was very pro-TNA at that point in time. Recently, Kurt Angle has gone on record and stated his contract is up in August, and he is considering all of his options. 
Now, to go from that to that in a short span of time, considering the angle that's going on, they can say all they want, oh, I'm okay with this angle. My money says he's not. But, you, but you're right, J.J., and you, you, the point of, of what you just stated is 150% correct to, from being fine and wanting to help the company grow to all of a sudden weighing my options leads one to speculate that, in fact, something is wrong in paradise. Yes. Uh, I'm, I'm just, you know, to agree with Harmony, I'm, I'm not a fan of this angle. Are you abstaining too? No, I, I've picked Jarrett because he's going to go over. Because I can't see Kurt Angle getting custody of his kids from his wife. Can't see it happening. Yeah, how are they going to play that out in storyline? And I, I want to. I want to see. Yeah, exactly. I want to see this storyline in. So, Jarrett has to go over here. I agree. I agree. Wow, well, this well, is Kurt, really well, Shark, sucking Kurt. the life out of me here. I'm telling you, Shark, you've got Kurt. I do. do. Okay, I do. All right, but so, don't forget when my modus operandi for quick picks is tonight. Ah. Uh, Yes. Actually, actually, Trey just notified me. He does have Jarrett. So I think Trey agrees with what we're saying. It makes sense for, for Jarrett. And Harmony's going with Jarrett as well. So we're all going with uh, Jeff Jarrett. Except, Except ex That's right. Because, because you're going the opposite direction tonight. Correct. Yes, okay. But the losers are still the children. Well, the, the, actually, the losers are everybody watching this pay-per-view. And everybody watching this, oh, yawner of a match. Well, Shark, you've actually got two uh, points. You know what's sad? Correct, so. You know what's sad? What? Angle and Jarrett had one of the best matches I've ever seen. When Jeff, when Jeff Jarrett came back to TNA, when Kurt Angle was running roughshod as the main event mafia. Wasn't that a Bound for Glory match? I, 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 I can't remember. They had, like, a couple of matches. That feud was so red hot, those guys put on great matches. You know, I respect Kurt Angle. I like him. I just don't like this storyline. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm against it yeah, completely. And, and for myself, I, I've just, I've, I've liked Jeff Jarrett, you know, back in the old days of world class championship wrestling out of the Sportatorium in Dallas. Um, really, really hot baby face that that Fritz always booked to go over for a long, long time. The whole, the whole gimmick he had, uh, Double J in, in WWE. I've never been a fan of his wrestling. I really haven't, uh, and that's just me. Oh, we've got we've got Jarrett getting angle slammed by Kurt Angle, but Karen has the referee distracted. Kurt goes for the pin, but Brian Hebner is literally distracted right now by Karen Jarrett. He's smitten with Karen's boots, is what it is. Oh, Jeff Jarrett with the low blow behind the referee's back. Yeah, exactly what I thought was going to happen. Is, is Bruce in the impact zone? Is he there? Uh, he, he might be booking on I, the fly. Well, you know, know on the, or on the phone. Yes. You know, you know what? If he's not, and they asked him to, this is probably what he'd say to to do. Hey, Bruce, should we do a nut shot between Bubba Ray and Devon? Yeah, absolutely. Stroke to Kurt Angle. That's it. It's act. No, he, he kicks out. I thought that was it. Wow. Delivered a fantastic looking stroke to Kurt Angle. Karen Jarrett on the outside can't believe that the referee did not get a three count on that. All right, well, after this match, we'll review everything that's happened this evening so that we don't, uh, get inter we don't interrupt the result of this contest to wrap up everything before the uh, ladder match for the World Heavyweight Championship between Anderson and Jeff Hardy. Ref oh. bump. Ref bump. And right. we'll, uh, we'll do that at the conclusion of this contest. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen now. We've got a ref bump. Jeff Jarrett to the outside. 
Who from the Immortal group is going to come down and interfere in this particular matchup? Well, Shark, there's old school booking like that were, was always popular in the 70s and 80s, but can you do those kind of things too often to eventually jade your, your fan base? No, I don't think so. I, I think that uh, the fans want to believe what you feed them. Um, yet, you know, back in the old days, if you just want to look at some old great promotions, Stampede Wrestling, uh, AWA, promotions like that, Florida Championship Wrestling, the, the long-time feuds between uh, your most hated heels and your most beloved baby faces were the core and guts of your promotion. And I think that this is what TNA has been trying to feed us for quite some time, although in, in my humble estimation, not doing that great of a job of it. And uh, uh, it, a lot of what I see in TNA lately is, quote-unquote, old-style booking. Um Yet, it just it doesn't work for me. I, I just I, I really think that uh, the Russo Rific angle uh, to to the whole scenario is uh, is somewhat stale, and they really really need. And I've said this on this show for a very long time. They need some new blood and some new thought process in the booking of TNA, Jeff. JJ, pardon me. I would agree. Uh, I don't know if you noticed or not. It's being brought up in the chat room as well. Jeff Jarrett's kind of limping. We go for the chair shot. Jarrett attempting to hit Kurt Angle with the chair. Now we have Kurt Angle with the chair. The referee is going to see this as he's coming to right behind Kurt Angle. The chair, he takes the chair from Kurt Angle. And this is going to set up the finish here as Jarrett gets the roll up. One, two, and oh, I thought that was it. Okay, so so had that had that uh, had he been disqualified or something for the chair? What what does he do when this is over? Sorry, kids. Um, Daddy really tried to get custody of you, but <laughs> the referee caught me with the steel chair that I was gonna hit Daddy Jeff with. Like this is so fucking ridiculous. Just end the match. Yeah, if you think and about it from that angle. from that point of view, that actually makes a hell of a what? lot of sense. <laughs> What's here, next? We exploit the kids and they're crying. Oh my god, Daddy. Here, here, wouldn't that be horrible? If Karen, they did that? Karen distracts Kurt, and the stroke off the top rope. That's you it. have to oh. think that this is it. That's it. I, I tried, kids. I Merc tried, but your mom is such a bitch that you know she helped Daddy Jeff steal you from me. This is just and he kicks done. out of the stroke. Get it over. Wow. And, and then what happens if the judge, like, okay, so so had he got disqualified, lost the kids because he got caught with the steel chair, then they actually go to court because a judge has to grant the custody. They go to the judge and they say, judge, um, you know, he, Daddy Kurt got caught almost trying to hit me in a wrestling match with a chair, and so um, now you need to give me custody of the, like, crazy shit. And, and. Again, uh, Cold Dick in the chat says T. McGee is making sense. Well, she is the mother, and she's gone through the, a divorce herself involving children, so she knows her stuff. Cold Dick in the chat? That, that's his name, Cold Dick. Wow. That's spectacular. That is. Yes. So now we have the ankle lock locked in, and Jeff Jarrett is tapping the referee with his back turned because Karen Jarrett is in the ring distracting the referee. I'm sorry, kids. I really tried to keep you, but, you know, Daddy Jeff tapped out. Smash! Chair shot to the face of Kurt Angle. That's got to be it. He disposes of the chair. Brian Hebner makes the That's three it. count. 
No. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, my God. I, I don't want false finishes. I normally like false finishes. I like to see a story in a wrestling match, but for Pete's sake, just get this over with. Apparently, Kurt Angle has been watching a lot of the John Cena matches in the WWE lately. No kidding. I'm telling you. I told you before the Rumble, and I'm telling you again. He'll be the one with the championship belt around his waist, parading it for the crowd as they fade to black at WrestleMania 27. Cena over Miz because Miz defeats Lawler, and Cena wins the Elimination Chamber number one contenders match. Yeah, we know. Seven days in advance. Oh, Jeff Jarrett almost got pinned with an inside cradle. If this goes on much longer, they might break the false finish record set by Rodney Macho Man Savage and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. If this goes That's on it. much That's longer. It. Jeff Jarrett with the, with the victory roll. I, I was just going to say. For the victory. If yes. this goes on much longer, I'm going to petition the freaking judge and try and get custody of these kids. You might need to. So Kurt Angle has effectively, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Angle has effectively lost custody of his children. But oh don't no. worry. Don't oh worry. No. He has won with somebody else. So at least he's still somebody's father. Right. Wow. Are we sure? He didn't have a child with Rocket Con, did he? No. Well, I mean, he had I, another I, I woman probably after book that. him on Maury to make sure, but I'm pretty sure that so he is, in fact, the daddy. Is it bald? Kurt Angle yes. will never see right his kids ever, ever again. Kurt, cry, Kurt, cry. Boo, TNA. Fuck this company. Because he lost a wrestling match. Fuck this company. Every time. I hate to be negative, but fuck this company. Every time we suck JJ back in to doing another TNA pay-per-view, something goes down on said pay-per-view where JJ reacts with the quintessential fuck this company. Next month, when you guys do this TNA pay-per-view shit, I I will produce... I, I will host. stay off the microphone. I'm done with this company. I, I'm I'm fucking done. Like I done. So, uh, Dave. I'm so glad I'm not paying for this fucking illegal feed. What? <laughs> Who said anything about an kidding. illegal feed? I paid for this feed. Well, there you Dave go. Dave paid for this feed just because you didn't. But Boom Boom will be... Boom Boom, will you be hosting SNS Sunday Night Showdown next month when they do TNA pay-per-view? All right. Well, we'll have to. We'll I, have I just to. I have no passion. I'm I'm just I'm drained. It's over for me. And Kurt Angle never sees his kids ever again. No, you know what? The judge is going to have. They're going to have to have Mills Lane or somebody come on next Mills week. Lane, that's a good angle. Is he still alive? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, good. I think so. Good. Well, that that's excellent. Um. All right. Well, let's uh give you that recap. I promised and just. Oh. Okay. Perfect. All right, Frankie Kazarian over Robbie E because uh, uh, the members of Generation Me were not able to arrive, so it turned into a title match. Kazarian defeated Robbie E, the only contender who was able to get to Florida. S- Team Steiner, along with Beer Money, defeated Team Rob Terry, along with Gunner and Murphy. Samoa Joe over <coughs> the Pope D'Angelo De Niro via submission. Madison Rain defends successfully her knockout title defeating Mickey James in a last-man-standing match. RVD over Matt Hardy. Bully Ray over Devon with a, uh, in the hardcore element with the uh, Devon's uh, wrist getting handcuffed to the, to the corner and his kids actually getting involved, ma- making it the one-on-three that they had promised on Impact. 
Bully Ray beats the shit out of them, puts one of the one of them through it through a table and and gets the victory. And of course, uh, Jeff Jarrett defeats Kurt Angle to win his kids and of course to uh, have Kurt Angle accompany Karen Jarrett to the th- down that aisle for the recommencement ceremony on March 3rd, Fayetteville, North Carolina. Get your tickets now. Look, l- let me let me say this now. I know Trey's kind of uh, saying some stuff in chat. I, no, I didn't think that Angle was going to win this match. It, it's it's not the fact. It's not the fact that there's a winner and a loser in this. It's the fact that we're involving children that don't need to be involved in this. And I know that you, my good friend, are one of the biggest supporters of TNA wrestling, and that's cool, man. I have not watched this product because I'm just. I'm disgusted by this shit. I really am. I am completely disgusted by this company. Yes, they made a transition and they made a good decision to take Fortune and turn them face. They did it because Booker and Nash left and put them in a spot. That was not their original plan. But, hey, a positive came from a negative. And I support that 100%. But the reason that this company is in the shitter is because of the creative direction that it has taken over the last couple of years. There was a time when I enjoyed watching TNA wrestling. I do not like watching this show. I do not. And it's because of stupid shit like this. So, no, I didn't think that Angle was going to win the match. But there has to come a time, Trey, when you realize this shit is fucking wrong. I feel like I'm going to hell because I'm watching it. I really, really do feel like I should go to hell because I'm even investing in this. It just sickens me. Fucking sickens me. Oh, you're so angry. This is Sunday Night Showdown. There's no anger. No anger at all. It's Sunday, goddammit. That's right. (laughs) It's just... Trey, TV. Trey. Okay, he TV. says all sides are okay with, with the angle. Then why did Kurt Angle specifically say on a radio show recently he's considering his options when his contract's up in August? When he told us in that two-hour epic interview that he was happy with the company and the direction it was going in. Seems like quite a uh, discrepancy there, wouldn't you say? Change, well, change of heart? To me, it, it, that kind of sounds like Awesome Kong where... They just want the IWC to overly speculate about something that's not really going to change that much. I mean, Awesome Kong probably gotten a lot of shit for for t- tweeting that stuff she did the day before the Royal Rumble or the day of. Possibly. You know what? We're going to take our last break of the night, come back. Obviously, the main event is up next. We've got uh, Mr. Anderson and Jeff Hardy in a ladder match for the TNA World Heavyweight Championship. I totally need to uh, – I, I, I need a break. So we'll be right back right after this, guys. Modest to the top. Modest at the top. 
straight to the top But then you keep heading up Stars shine for why we should give a fuck About what is real and how real is still The only way to feel the pain and sometimes feels In a way that survives the struggles we face In this life there's a lot of time can't erase Showcase the skills you were given at birth Live your life here for what it's worth Show all the style you perfect in life Show Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Marcus Stevenson from THQ, and you're listening to the SNS Radio Network. These aren't dolls, and they're certainly not teddy bears. TNA Wrestling presents the Deluxe Impact Series 3. Kevin Nash, Jay Lethal, Velvet Sky, Matt Morgan, Shark Boy, and the Icons team. Collect them all so you can book your own dream matches. Action figures so detailed, you'll think your favorite TNA superstar is in the room next to you. TNA Wrestling and Jack Pacific present the Deluxe Impact Series 3. Action so close, you can touch it. It's time. It's time to stop. The name calling. The hurt. The bullying. Because of race, creed, color, sexual orientation. It's time to treat everyone like you want to be treated. It's time. It's time. It's time to eliminate. Eliminate. Eliminate the hate. Eliminate the hate. Eliminate the hate. Epic rap battles of history. Darth Vader. Adolf Hitler! I am Adolf Hitler! Command of the Third Reich! Little known fact, also two points of mic! You are Vader, with your little boots and cane, and helmet to cover up that burnt ass face! You have the force to move objects! I am a fourth truly evil, even went back in time and turned you back as a prequel! Cause look at you, you're not even a real person! I preferred you with space balls, the Red Moranis version! The dark side of the force, why even bother? So many dudes been with your mom, who even knows you on your father? You're a pissed off little prick, with a Napoleon dick You calling a mustache? I call that dirty Sanchez on your lip You bitch, let me remind you who you're messing with Everything that you did, I'm the motherfucker who invented it I'm the original dark lord, you're like the sorcerer's apprentice My soul troopers make yours look like someone took a piece of shit and cloned it You stink, Vader! Your star smells something sour! You need to wash up, dog! He's sniffing my shower! I'll turn all your friends against you, just my speech is breed hate but your lightsaber versus a clan of all your white neighbors. Shut my robot ball. Now take a step back and let me freeze yours off. A little carbonite bath for your group stepping ass. We'll call my homeboy in Israel. See who got the last laugh. Who won? Who's next? You decide. presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back shirtless shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, mother Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. 
Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Not getting enough TNA wrestling? It's time to join TNAondemand.com. The place to access over 300 hours of classic TNA programming. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. TNAondemand.com is the ultimate resource for pay-per-views and exclusive TNA programming. Log on to gain instant access to every TNA DVD ever released. Go to TNAondemand.com to get started right now. All right, guys, we're back right here on the SNS Radio Network Sunday Night Showdown as it is now time for the main event of the evening. Mr. Anderson. And it's your namesake. The TNA World Heavyweight Champion. The age of asshole is upon us, as Mike Tanay has <laughs> let everybody know, since Mr. Anderson became the TNA World Heavyweight Champion, in case you didn't know. JJ, are you surprised that now the... You know. That the uh, uh, bleepers don't have their have a field day with asshole. I, I was rather shocked, not shocked, but surprised. I guess would be the correct terminology when they first started allowing Anderson to say asshole without being bleeped. Oh, but it's Spike TV. Yeah, but they're, they're, they're not PG. No, I know, but it's still under the auspices of the S of the FCC in the states, the Federal Communications Commission. I was just. A I little heard, surprised that they wouldn't bleep that out. I've heard uh, massaging balls on NBC. Correct. So that's uh, a little bit but you see, hard, it, more hardcore we, than we, asshole. We've is. actually heard slurping noises in the bushes on The Bachelor. Correct. Oh, so, really? You know, shit happens. Okay, it was Joe Millionaire, but it was close enough. Are, are you? Do you watch batch, The Bachelor, or are you... I think he's subjected I don't. See, to watch I, I, it. I was wrong. It was Joe Millionaire, not The Bachelor. So, right. no, I don't technically. Anyways. Oh, by the way, two referees. Uh, it's a fucking ladder match. You better be outside of the ring, you dumb motherfuckers. Why do you need two referees in a ladder match? I mean. You don't need half a referee. The referee's not even in the match. Exactly. Although, <laughs> guys, I will, I will give. I love the booking of this show. I really you do. talk about Hogan and, wow. and Bischoff. I will give the Hogan Bischoff era credit because they're doing a great job killing the company. <laughs> no, Fantastic but, job! If no, no, this, no. If this was the goal, they are completely doing it to a T. It is WCW 2.0 all the fucking way. On two on two points out of a million points, I'll give them two points. One, they took out the Feaster fired triple uh, money in the bank, or else you get fired. Shit. And they also took out the Slammiversary a penalty box, have to hang the belt on the, uh, on the hook match. Yeah, well, okay, okay. Though, I will give you credit on they took out the six-sided ring and brought back a traditional wrestling ring. 
And they got rid of King, uh, King, King of the Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. But, Th and, those two are great. And Everything guys, else? You, you know what? Since the Hogan-Bischoff era of January the 4th has been incepted in TNA, a lot of the what we used to make an exorbitant amount of fun on on this very show was the fact that it was every pay-per-view had umpteen stipulations to every match and at least we haven't been subjected to much of that anymore but having said that um like i said earlier on sunday night showdown tonight i don't have a problem and i really really like 80 percent of the talent on the roster they're all very talented uh athletic gifted in-ring talents the the problem that i have is the booking of the talent. And it makes no sense on, on best of times. Uh, I feel JJ's frustration. And uh, uh, next month, when TNA goes to air with their pay-per-view. By any given name. Right. Uh, lockdown is, is April, so... It really doesn't matter what that. the name of next month's pay-per-view is, but what I'm saying is, is that... Uh, JJ's frustration with the whole TNA product, um, in my humble opinion, uh, is somewhat justified. Uh, I feel his frustration as well. And I just personally, having been involved in professional wrestling for many, many years, feel sorry for only the talent that they are subjected to portraying these idiotic asinine angles on television and some would say ah shark shut the fuck up they're getting a paycheck they're on tv they they're having a good time but i say the product given the talent could be a hell of a lot better and i hearken back to what i told internet dave uh when we were on our last break and that is when they were involved uh, a few years ago in their weekly wednesday night pay-per-views that it was all about wrestling it was about wrestling and the wrestling in those days was comparatively speaking to what we're some would say subjected to and others would say that we view from the tna brand in this day and age has deteriorated substantially i personally of am that opinion let me let me say this and this is something that a lot of people out there probably won't get, but the three of you in this particular studio right now are going to catch on, and it's going to make sense to you listening. Calgary used to be a hotbed of professional wrestling. Stampede Wrestling used to be a big deal here. And do you know what happened? Bruce let me, Hart... Let, let me interject. 2,200 people every Friday night at the Victoria Pavilion... For 30-some-odd years. Go ahead. Bruce Hart took over after Vince McMahon bought the company out, brought Stampede back, and ran it into the ground and destroyed the Stampede name. By stupid, idiotic, dumb, backwoods, stupid-ass angles. As a result, wrestling does not draw in Calgary. When the WWE comes, they do not sell out the shows. I... Let's not forget, though, Bruce Hart was also the booker 
through some really good times for Stampede too, like the Dynamite Kid era, like the British Bulldog era. But Stu was around for a lot of that too. There's a difference. Stu might have been, uh, you know, the center of morality, since the, the the voice of reason, if you will. The the height or the start, um, boom boom, of the Bruce Hart booking era in Stampede Wrestling was. Uh, at the inception of the Bad News Allen, Archie the Stomper, Goldie beating up the the Stompers kid and the form, formulation and inception of the Karachi Vice. At that point, circa 1983, uh, when Bruce was involved in a hot tag team with Brian Pillman, that was eight, end of 82, beginning of 83, when Bruce... On his own, without Stu's help, uh, without Ross's help or Keith's help, that is the era, end of 82, beginning of 83, that, in fact, Bruce had the book uh, singularly and on his own. And some would say, at, at the beginning of that, J.J., that Bruce did an outstanding job, and, and their ratings on television were fantastic. However, the attendance at Victoria Pavilion at Stampede Park was, was starting to wane. But, you know, basically what, I, what I'm trying to say, you know, and I'm not trying to be a fucking hater and I'm not drinking any fucking haterade, people, but I'm making a comparison. Stampede never rebounded, and as a result, the wrestling hotbed that was here waned. It's gone. It doesn't exist anymore. No, it really doesn't. And, and I see the same shit happening with TNA wrestling. Because at one point in time, back in the, you know, $10 a week pay-per-view days, this company was booming. I mean, they weren't independent, yes. And even in 2005, they were still growing with guys like Samoa Joe coming in. And it's just gone downhill. I'm sorry. Let, I, let me further antiquate and, and have a similarity between what TNA was, what Stampede was, and what Stampede is now, which is not non-existent. Stampede Wrestling, on a week-to-week basis for many years, wrestled six nights a week all over Western Canada from Winnipeg to Brandon to, to Regina, Yorkton, Melville, Saskatoon, all you know, all over Alberta, BC for that matter, out on the island. There was they, they had one night off a week and that was Sunday. Sunday, where they came back to Calgary, caught their breath, got from from uh uh, Stu and Helen, where they were going to go the following week, and they did it all over again. And and TNA, back in the Wednesday $10 pay-per-view days, went nowhere. They didn't have house shows. They have a few now, but they didn't have house shows. And consequently, and I'm not sure whether this uh, you know had much of, to do with in the equation, but... You know, from my perspective, and having seen all the quote-unquote the heyday of TNA when it was a lot of fun to tune in on a Wednesday night and, and see what they were up to this week. Um, it was all about the wrestling. And now it's way different. And, and it's, it's, you know, I had way more fun watching the product then than what I do watching this nonsensical, almost comical brand of wrestling that it is now. Now we've got Jeff Hardy ascending the ladder. We have uh, 
Mr. Anderson down while we have the opportunity. Oh, he, he goes for the leg drop and lands hard on his legs. He's holding his knees right now, is Jeff Hardy. Um, what, what harmony? Uh, we, I was going to that. Let's go ahead and make our quick picks for the match. Harmony, you first. Harmony is picking uh, Jeff Hardy to win his crappy championship back. Okay. Internet Dave. I'm going to take Mr. Anderson. And I also had a lot more fun in the weekly pay-per-view days as well. Mark the Shark to Carlo. I'd like to say... Mr. Asshole, because I really like his his whole persona and the way that he, in a very heelish type of way, has put himself over and endeared himself so magnanimously with the, with the TNA fans. But I think the dead giveaway that he's going to drop the strap back to Jeff Hardy tonight is the fact that they have that they did not change the strap back to what it was prior to Jeff Hardy's designed belt. Well, they can't because they threw it away, and now, you know, Eric Young has it. Correct. So you'd have to have a unification with Eric Young to get the belt back. I'd like to, you know what, since I'm, I'm going, <laughs> since I'm trying to pick Whole, the, the, the wrong way, okay. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with Mr. Osso. I'll go with, I'll go with Kenny Anderson. Are right, you going with Anderson? Yeah. Um, Trey says Anderson, but his heart says Hardy. So he's picking Anderson as well, and... I'm, I'm going to further that because just from a logical standpoint, then again, this is TNA, and they've already proved that they're fucking idiots when and, it comes to booking And there's nothing shit. logical. Let's put the belt back on the guy who still is involved in a major court case and could see fucking jail time. He's had continuance after continuance because they don't want to give him that plea deal where he gets off scot-fucking-free. So, in my opinion, it's the dumbest fucking move in the world to put a fucking belt on a guy who's about to be a convicted drug felon. But, hey, if that's the way they go, that's the way they go. My pick is Anderson because, hey, let's not forget the Green Bay Packers just won the fucking Super Bowl. And wouldn't it be nice to see another Green Bay alumnus walk out tonight still the champion? And wouldn't it have been nice to see somebody from the Green Bay Packers show up in TNA? Oh, wait, they can't do that. Anyway, my point, Anderson for the win, people. But, hey, it could take the opposite turn. They could very well put the, put the fucking title back on Meth Hardy. And once again, I want to hearken back to what I say. Yes, I said Meth Hardy. Meth. Meth Hardy. Meth Hardy. Meth Hardy. Once again, I want to hearken back to what I say every TNA pay-per-view, and that's here on Sunday Night Showdown on the SNS Radio Network. We're always sure about one thing on every TNA pay-per-view, and that's that we're never quite sure. When I win my belt back tonight, I'm going to go out and celebrate. I got my meth in my baby's diaper. <laughs> Whoa. And everything else you've said tonight has paled in comparison to the tasteless statement that you just made. I'm just waiting for Bischoff to call in and bitch me out. Uh, I, I welcome Eric Bischoff. If you're listening to us, please call in after the show. Drink some scotch, smoke a cigar, and J.J. Sexay will, in fact, make you a motherfucking wow. superstar. So not only does Jeff Hardy paint his face. Half of it. Half. Not, not only does he create his new world title belt, 
But now he paints the ladders pink and green. That's wow. true. Yes. The guys. The guy oh, is wow. Give her a microphone. Making the ladder a motherfucking superstar. She has one. There's it's no on. Doubt oh, about it. Who's talking? It. Jeez. How would you like to be the maintenance guys uh, a couple weeks from now who are using a, a red and green ladder to to change the the light bulbs or something? So right now we've got Mr. Anderson on the outside, Jeff Hardy moving some furniture as he grabs those 200-pound uh, ring steps, as the WWE likes to call them. That's it, right? Yeah. Those things weigh 200 pounds. No, no, they don't. <laughs> they're, they're aluminum, by the way. By the way, I just want to go on record as saying that I'm so sick and tired of Michael Cole. Michael Cole's voice gives me diarrhea. <laughs> wow. Oh, Jeff taking a dive. On to Mr. Anderson, who was uh, straddling the guardrail. He basically hits a poetry in motion without his brother, Fat Hardy. Right. <laughs> what? What am I missing? I'm not seeing the chat. I have no idea what's going on tonight. He didn't paint the ladder. He can only afford to color it in highlighter pens. Nice. Ah! <laughs> Ashley nice. is my name with line of the night. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pens. Yeah, that's always what's so funny about uh, signs at a wrestling event is that... You, you just see all the felt that's just gone into filling in the big block letters, and they must be going, like, through ten felts a day to, to get all, all those signs And done. Sharpies ain't fucking cheap anymore, you know? No, they're not. Right. No. Or, not cheap at all. Or normal felt pens aren't either. But you know what? It's been a uh, an interesting an interesting evening, and it could be... Uh, an interesting uh, road to whatever the show is in March. Obviously, they're going to be building to lockdown. It's kind of their second biggest oh, show of the year. Jesus, Jeff Hardy just suplexed. He that tried hurts. to suplex Mr. Anderson twice. Anderson blocking the suplexes and uh, reverses, suplexing Jeff Hardy into the ladder that, that was folded. That was a sick-ass bump. We're actually approaching the end mark of this pay-per-view, and uh, we'll see if they go into overtime you tonight. Want to cheer now? Well, or you know what? <laughs> what? Yeah, cheer. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you know what? My favorite part's going to be when it's over. Right. When I saw this card, I the first thing that came to my mind was this is just a transitional chapter of the story to probably build to to lockdown where the all it's the all cage evening, and it's simply that. And this is not a pay per view that you have to spend money to find out the next chapter because on Thursday on Impact, I want a you'll, refund. You'll know the you'll know the 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 results of the next chapter or they won't even mention them so you didn't even need to know them to begin with i think the real story is going to be in fayetteville north carolina in a couple of weeks where they do uh television tapings in that arena one how crowd how the crowd is and two what the crowd says because i've said it a hundred times but the impact crowd is not a true reflection of the typical tna audience member and obviously, they felt confident enough in their house shows that they want to take TV uh, out of the impact zone, and that's uh, nice to see. But that Fayetteville crowd, if if you're going to be there and you want to express your opinion, to that that night is the night because that could really tell the rest of the world what uh, what people think. While Dave was talking, we did see a twist of hate delivered by uh, Meth Hardy to Mr. Anderson. Right now, he's setting up for some plunder. We have one ladder, obviously, still standing very erect. Don't laugh, Shark. <laughs> you want to, I can tell. And Anderson 
is looks like he's going for the Green Bay plunge, oh. and he actually does it on top of the ladder nice. to Hardy as Hardy is prone on top of that ladder on the ground, that pink and green ladder, if you will. And it looks like and he's about is. to set up for the his own version, the Kenton Bomb. He's on the top. He goes for it, and oh. Hardy moves. And thank God he missed the whole ladder. At least it looks like he did. Or he well, might have caught the back of his head. I actually he's... think he might have caught the back of his yeah. head. Ouch. We, Either way, we might at least get he's see selling. A replay right? of that, but even if he missed, he's selling. That, that's that's yeah. the he's selling thing. that yeah. he did hit it. He's emoting. That's good. It's a good thing when you have emotion in a match. We had we had a bit of mid spot lag in our feed, and uh, uh, it looked like to me that he just missed, and he's selling. But uh, that, that that was you know what I, I really think that Dave, you mentioned that on March fourth they're going to Fayetteville. And I, I really think that's an important marquee moment in the progression of TNA because I agree with you when you say that the fans in the impact zone are not a um, an honest cross-section of how normal, I'm not saying that they're not normal in the impact zone, but of normal uh, TNA fans' thoughts on the product and that where the crowd should be way more into a situation. They've seen it all in the impact zone. The crowd has seen every high spot. Go ahead, JJ. Possible finish coming up. We have both men on top of two separate ladders just under the uh, painted-up Jeff Hardy TNA World Heavyweight Championship as Hardy, almost falling off the ladder, manages to, to smash the face of Mr. Anderson into that ladder. Hardy grabbing the belt Anderson pulling the leg of Hardy, both men on top of the ladder, both men reaching for the belt. Wouldn't it be funny if they both pulled it down? And Anderson moving the belt out of Hardy's range. And now it's swinging back and forth, so really neither one can grab it. Although, oh, and there goes, you were right, JJ, that both of them crash hard down to the mat, and both ladders are leaning up against the top rope on either side of the ring. I think that was a botch. I think that was supposed to be the yeah. finish. I think Hardy was supposed to grab the belt and pull it down, and it botched. Well, it's like six minutes to uh, nine. Mountain. Well, our mountain feed time. might be a little bit slow. Well, they're running pretty late. Well, yeah, they yeah. are, because I don't think they have to follow the WWE model that a show has to end at 245, even though you promise a three-hour super spectacular. So Hardy, it, Hardy's go. got the belt. Well, you know what? Having seen that... That was kind of fucked. Having seen that, I really agree with JJ. Whoa, Hardy won it. When he said that that was a bot spot, that Hardy should have been grabbing that belt when when they both fell off and both ladders hit the top ropes on, on either side of the ring. And then all of a sudden, here comes uh, referee Hebner. And out of nowhere, after having taken such a big headlong bump... Jeff Hardy miraculously recovers and sets up the ladder and very yeah, he quickly. Fucked up. He fucked very up. Very quickly. I, I it's yeah. just as I called it. It was yeah. a fuck up. Yeah. He was supposed to grab the belt, pull it down. It didn't fucking happen. And so he he sells it and then like, you know, and like he was he like, struck with lightning or hit with sun. I know. He's got to he's got to scale the ladder and get the belt. I mean, it was pretty fucking botchamania shit right I, there. I mean, they could have he could have done that, but at least sold the fact that he had taken this world-class bump off the top of the ladder as opposed to, in actuality, no-selling the bump 
setting up the ladder in a hurry and scurrying up the top of the ladder to, to grab the belt. Sorry. Hated it. Can, can, can I just say that I am so happy that TNA has faith in a guy who's been involved in a fucking drug case since 2009, and this is the guy you want to be the standard bearer for your company. This is what you want to promote as your top star in your company, a guy who can't even fucking get his life back on track, who works shows high, who might be going to prison for a little while, but this is the guy that you want to main event and be the face of your company. And And you wonder, and you wonder... Why? Your company is in the fucking toilet. I'm just saying. And if you take your base demographic of TNA, your base demographic, which for all intents and purposes is 18 to 25, and you put the strap on a guy who should be going to jail, what kind of fucking message does that send to your base demographic? Well, like you said, Jeff, it's pretty much seems like there was a botch at the end because after selling and and going through high spot after high spot and both guys just struggling on the ground suddenly the the finish becomes a sprint and whoever sprinted faster anderson or hardy uh, was the winner but dave my point is that fine if you have a botch spot there is no necessity to take a guy who's just had a world-class bump off the top of a ladder, and then all of a sudden he no-sells the bump to the point that, wow, I'm okay now. Let's run up the ladder and get the fucking belt. Exactly. Hated it. Yeah. Not believable. How many times have I said, no knock on the talent, although I, I'm not a big fan of Jeff Hardy. Obviously. No knock on the talent, but when it comes to the scripted storyline endings of matches, this company fails. Well, I think a little bit more about what I was saying regarding the show in Fayetteville. I mean, to take a, a, a line from Lisa Simpson, why would they come to our concert just to boo us? So, I mean, it'll probably be a pretty heavy, positive Fayetteville crowd. The question is, how big will it be? i got to say one thing once again that I said a little bit earlier, guys, on uh, Sunday Night Showdown tonight. Unless the mentality and the the... The people booking in TNA are changed. Yep. The mentality of the booking of the talent, the show, and the ongoing storylines on the show will not change. Just saying. Well, you know, I'm just, you know, again... Trentavius, the Pope, in the chat room. TNA is promoting drug use. Well, by putting the title on a, on a fucking drug felon, yeah, you, you kind of are. You know, I mean, Jeff Hardy's a role model that kids can look up to. You've got to give him credit for that. Let's, let's review. They put the title on a, fel- on a drug felon, and they have a storyline between father and ex-husband in the same pay-per-view. Now, if you could sit down and try to think up two of the most fucked up angles you could possibly book, these, JJ, would be two of them. I have to agree. On that note, uh, we're not going to take any more breaks. I was about to answer some phone calls. So actually, as I say that, I have one coming in. So let's, uh, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this? Trey Dog, what's up? 
Hey, buddy, what's on? Well, I don't want to disagree with you on your thoughts on TNA because I want everybody to be able to have their own opinion like they have their own asshole, you know? I mean, exactly. We all got our own. Exactly. But I do want to say that in the grand scheme of things, overall, I feel there were more positives out of this pay-per-view than negatives. Okay. Okay. You have the floor. Uh, you have the f- I think that we want this change. We all want this change. And I will agree with you 100%. 150%. Is there more of a percentage that I can agree to that a lot of the endings to a lot of these matches are like the ends of a book that you've read and you get to the end and you go, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. You need yep. this book for three months to get to this? And, I, and, that, and that's the, the, the overall feeling of a lot of the endings to their matches. And I said on our picks... You know, you don't have to be a genius. And I said this in the chat room, I guess. You know, there's a reason why when Anderson won that belt, that they didn't go and give him the real belt, that he continued to hold that Jeff Hardy fucking thing. Because Jeff was going to get it right back. I think they thought at that last court appearance... This is the one. Kind of like Fred Sanford standing in the middle of the room going, this is the big one, Elizabeth. I'm coming to see you. They all thought that he was getting ready to become, you know, he was, he was, well, they all thought he was going to walk in Jeff Hardy and walk out inmate 5576-33. I, I think they thought maybe last time at his court appearance, that was the one he was probably going to get sentenced. And we all did. We were all in shock when he got another continuance. Um, but but Trey, I, I, Trey, my my I, question I, to you I, is: How much longer? All kidding aside, do you think that these continuances can continue? And isn't it contingent on um, on the the booking team at TNA to be very aware of what the hell's going on with that, so they can properly book their champion? Well, I asked what these continuances were about when I filled in for J.J. on Unplugged that night. Basically, what this boils down to a lot of times is there's two things that could be going on here. Somebody's trying to get more evidence, or somebody's trying to get something that they can't quite get their hands on that has something to do with this case. Do you really, I'm not do you really, sure that's the, 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 the part that we're missing here. Do you really I, think that the, the, the DA, you really think that the DA is the one behind these continuances? That maybe it's the DA that is not ready to go forward with the with the guts of the evidence, and that in fact it's the DA that is behind all these continuances. Actually, hold on before you answer that. No, I I don't think that at all personally. I think, and I I summed it up earlier. The fact of the matter is, the reason they're having continuances is because the prosecution wants more out of Jeff Hardy than giving him just this basic walk for pleading on a couple of these charges and the big felony charge that would get him mandatory prison uh, would be a no contest and he wouldn't get prison time for it. And I completely agree with that. You need to make an example. If it were you or Internet Dave or myself or the trade dog, we'd be buried under the jail and we'd probably be spending a couple years in prison. And I, I don't like the fact that because it's Jeff fucking Hardy, 
I mean, he had enough fuck, and I don't have the exact, you know, transcription of everything that was found, but, you know, Trey, you also know that he had, like, a fucking pharmacy when he got oh, busted. I, 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 said, I said in the interview with the guy from uh, the newspaper that I interviewed Kevin Kelly. on your show, um, I, I, I said, you know, with, with one or two of those things in my, in my truck, I'm going to jail. Exactly. Not, not, not to mention all of them, and he was a rolling goddamn pharmacy. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't know if this is a goddamn. I'm almost sorry, in his titties. <laughs> I don't know if this is a uh, you know. No. I, I, I almost believe this is two people of power here. Somebody, you know, wanting Jeff to go to jail. Somebody wanting Jeff to stay out of jail. Now, hold, hold on. Metallopunk says Shark. It's the U.S. justice system. The shit can't. This, they can go on as long as there's not enough evidence. How do you not have enough evidence from everything they found? I mean, you can't say, okay, yeah, he was gonna he was gonna sell the shit, but he had enough there that kind of puts him in a felony case for distribution. Listen, that's I, the whole point, I, right I, there. I have no history uh, of the legal system within the United States of America. However, the the legal system within Canada is set down whereby if you have in your possession over a certain amount of a banned substance then it is very simply escalated from possession to trafficking and i was under the impression having read a number of times the the substances which jeff was caught with that each of them was well over for the record the jeff, jeff hardy not Je jeff jackson yes for the yes record. yes for the record jeff hardy not jeff jackson uh, each of the substances that he was caught with I'm straight was, edge. I say was no. well over the the amount that would be deemed necessary to have the charges be for trafficking as opposed to simply personal possession. Okay, let me jump in here real quick. Absolutely, right. Trey. Go ahead. I think what we're I think where the hang up is on this with Jeff Hardy right now is and you you got almost you you're right you're right there, Shark. You're close. I think the thing is, and you may have been trying to say this, but I, I think that what's going on, like in Canada, if you have X amount of drug, it doesn't matter if you have a bunch of people around you to sell the shit to. If you go above and beyond a certain point, it goes from possession to intention to distribute. Correct. Now, in America, Correct. the thing is, they try to link you to the people you might be trying to sell the shit to, so they can then throw you in there for intent to distribute. It's not a matter of just the amount. So I think they're trying to get a group of people to go to jail, not just Jeff Hardy. Now, let me say this. Uh, I want to thank Ashley in the chat room. Um, this is the Hardy list. After a search of his house, it yielded 262 Vicodin prescription pills. Yeah, that's personal use. 180 <laughs> Soma prescription pills. 555 milliliters of anabolic steroids, a residual amount of powder cocaine, and drug paraphernalia. Wow. I'm sorry. Slam dunk case. Put the motherfucker in prison. It's done. If this is what you collected from his house, you don't need much more evidence than this. But uh, you know what? If, if what Trey J.J. is talking about in that, in fact, if, if, if Jeff Hardy, not Jackson, but Hardy is simply part of the network of people that they want to put away, then I can see them having the continual continuance in the case because they want to take everybody down, not just Jeff Hardy, not Jackson. 
Yes, because I don't no. do anything. No, well, I'm straight edge. Well, with, with the exception of drinking alcohol on occasion. When I'm I, straight I, edge. When I supply it to you. Wow. JJ, all caps went to jail for too much wild chicken. We had to do it all. And saying, well, there is no Trey. There is no more Trey. There is no more wild chicken because JJ drank it all. Thank God. <laughs> I'm sure there's more somewhere. Oh, there is, but but just yeah. not here. Yeah. Well, hang on, Trey. I'm actually going to bring. I've got somebody that that continues to call in. Let me let me grab this phone call real quick. And we'll just keep you on. Is it Siciliano? It might be. It's Hello? a dog barking. What's that? All right, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this? All right. It's not Siciliano. Trey, you're there, right? I'm here. Okay, just make it sure. That was kind of weird. So we went to the phone lines, and there was nobody there. But there's a dog barking. Jackson. Ooh, I am Marie. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if, if the powers that be uh, at the network had any brains whatsoever... They would they would book the Trey Dog <laughs> on American Idol. Can you can you see that? You know it's funny you bring that up. Um, my a friend of mine was asking me about American Idol the other day, and I mean a lot of people don't know this. I do sing a little bit here and there. Um, but about eight nine years ago, when I was still in the age bracket for American Idol, a lady asked me at a, at a doctor's office one day that had met me at a bar before and seen me sing. She said, well, why don't you ever uh, try out for American Idol? And JSK said, because Simon would say something, but I ended up knocking him the fuck out. <laughs> That's awesome. And I said, That's probably right. That's awesome. All right, Trey, hang on a second. We actually had somebody calling in. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this? What's up, guys? This is the sensational Sean right here. Oh, now, there's a burning question in my mind. <laughs> uh I, you know, and you asked this earlier because Mark DeShark DiCarlo, I, I think, I don't know what's going on with Mark DeShark DiCarlo. Well, I had no idea that the two were one and the same. But how did he fuck up the Royal Rumble? You said he fucked up the Royal Rumble. No, you did say that. When you were talking, you said something about he fucked up the Royal Rumble. No, I said that. No, 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 it was not I. It was not I for the record. Okay, then how did he fuck up the Royal Rumble? Because acquiring minds want to know. Because he called in right in the middle of it when we weren't taking calls and... And didn't I, understand the protocol of the of the program. So how did he fuck the show up? I'm just I'm trying to figure out how the show. We can never remove the archive unless we remove. We can't remove him without destroying the entire archive. So unfortunately, we have to keep him in. So slap him. I'm too far away. And and hey, I I got my wow. guy. My guy and Siciliano's ended up runnering up, and and his was out like fourth or fifth. I smell so. a pink slip. All right, Sean, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, nothing really. I thought it was uh, a, a good pay-per-view overall, except for that one angle, which is the Gert angle, Jeff Jarrett angle. The angle, um, angle, angle? The, no, wait, the, the angle, 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 Jarrett? Right, there you go. <laughs> the, angle, the angle, Jarrett angle. There the you angle, go. angle, Jarrett angle. Hey, can I try to in here for a second? You can. <laughs> Please. Oh, God. I, I just want to let you know that I have talked to Kurt about this. He's, he is okay with this angle. And there is supposed to be a major payoff in the end. What it's going to be, I don't know. But I don't. I'm, I'm with you on the fact that I don't like using the kids. I, 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 I feel like, and maybe this hits a little closer to home with me. But I lost my mom the same time Jeff lost his wife to the same thing. 
And I'm not over losing my mother. So I don't know how he could be over losing his wife when he has those three girls that look just like her, looking at him in the face every day. Um, granted, Karen Angle naked could make me get over a lot of things, I think. But, <laughs> you know, there's something that be said. There's, there's something going to come of this angle. I've talked to Kurt. I've even talked to Kurt's management. And, you know, it's really funny because people that I've talked to off the air have all said the same thing. And it's all how wonderful a woman Karen Angle is in real life. Well, they're not... I kind of believe them from the things they say. But I don't agree with the children being brought into this. I didn't like it when they did it with Rey Mysterio and his kids. I've never liked bringing kids into wrestling. I think it's ridiculous. But... Let's not shit on this yet. Let's just see where it goes. By the and way, I'd like, I'd like to go on record. Sorry, sorry, guys. I'd like to go on record as stating unequivocally beyond a shadow of a doubt that the line of the night is the trade dog stating that Karen Angle naked could make me forget about a lot of things. Well, now, okay, here's the thing. Uh, you know, and I've, I think we brought this up, but I, I'm in a similar situation where I'm in a, a situation similar to this Karen Angle, Jeff Jarrett, Kurt Angle thing where I am the stepfather to two children. And there are issues there that I deal with on a regular basis. And maybe that's why I relate to this so negatively. Because, again, it hits real close to home for me. And it's not a good situation. And I don't think there's a place for this angle in professional wrestling at all. And it's hard for this company to pull themselves out of the gutter when they want to go deeper into the gutter. And that's my point right there. That's all I'm saying about it. I just think it's shitty. And if there's a big payoff, great. And I hope Kurt is okay with it. I just know he goes from one moment saying, yeah, I'm looking forward to the future with TNA. I don't think I'll ever go back to the WWE. To less than six months later, my contract's up in August, and I'm considering my options. That's pretty fucking drastic, Trey. Well, look at what he said when he was in the WWE. He said he wasn't going to TNA. Quote, unquote, said, I will not wrestle in TNA. Boom, there he was. But it was a completely different situation then, guys, given the fact that Kurt Angle was having drug issues at the time and that basically uh, he, he thought that he was doing the right thing when the office, as you'll recall, wanted Kurt to go into rehab. I mean, TNA has been wonderful for Kurt Angle and his family. And you'd be an idiot to think otherwise. I mean, look at how clean he's gotten. He's got back in wrestling shape again. You know, he's the Kurt Angle we remember, not the shell of the man that used to be Kurt Angle. Correct. But do you really think, I, I mean, listen, Kurt Angle doesn't have a lot of years left in the ring. And do you think that he would like for himself to, as a fitting in his own mind cap to his own career have one last shot at the grandest stage of them all what do you think trey when kurt angle retires he will be retiring in a wwe ring i can quote me i concur quote the trade on nevermore you talk about you know this being a, a shitty angle and all that yeah maybe but i mean if he was in there fighting jeff jarrett wouldn't karen be the big white elephant in the room every time the storyline came around anyway yes but again so why, why not just get it over with 
I don't think we've seen the end of this this angle, 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 Jared Angle. Again, we're bringing the kids into it, and there's no need for it. It's one thing to have Angle and Jarrett fighting over Karen. I'm still not a fan of that. But, hey, at the same time, it's another thing to bring a kid in. And to those of you that are parents, you understand what I'm saying. Maybe those that aren't parents don't understand what I'm saying. But the bottom line is here, it's fucking tasteless. Whether Kurt Angle doesn't have a problem with it or not, it's fucking tasteless. And not only is it tasteless... As a parent well, myself, to, have, but not only is it tasteless, but it's bottom line, it is not necessary as a driving force and a burning, uh, you know, focal point in in the storyline to have the kids involved. It, it's not. You can still run the storyline and have it mean something, but no, they had to take it that one step further and tweak and tweak. The, the whole tastelessness of the angle by having the kids involved. Let me, let me put it to you this way. Let me break this down. If I was working for the WWE or for TNA Wrestling, for that matter, and I was in a similar predicament where Harmony and I got divorced and, say, she ran off with AJ Styles, for lack of a better term here, or John Cena for the yeah. WWE, wh- whichever one you want to take here, But if she ran off with either one of them, and this was me in this situation, I would straight up fucking tell Vince McMahon, Dixie Carter, Vince Russo, or whoever was involved with saying, hey, we want you to do this this fucking angle, to kiss my fucking ass, I fucking quit. Because it's not cool, it's not a good situation, and I wouldn't put my goddamn kids through it. Because it's fucking horse shit. I wouldn't put my kids through it either, but you gotta look at who Kurt's, you know... Having babies with now, he's more than moved on and doing pretty good for himself. That uh, you're missing the point. It's still his kids involved in this tray. I understand what I, you're saying. He I has another the, child. How many times do I got to say the kids shouldn't be involved? That's my whole. That's my whole point right there. How many times do I got to agree with you on that? Well, you're, you're still like this. Angle's got a big payoff. Well, I don't see it. Well, you will. If you don't, then you don't. But I've agreed with you that the kids shouldn't be involved. I don't know how many times now. They could have done this angle, just like Shark said, without the kids. Bingo. You know? We could do a radio show and never mention your kids. Sometimes you choose to, sometimes you don't. But the show doesn't depend on us mentioning the kids. That's true. And that's the way the angle should have been done. Well, the whole custody of the fucking kids angle, it's fucking stupid. I mean, look at that little kid that looks just like Kurt Angle. Say sorry, Uncle, or sorry, Daddy Jeff. But well, he had no idea what he was saying sorry for. That just fucks me up. I don't even have kids. You know what's really strange to me is how much Jeff Jarrett's daughters look like his uh, dearly beloved past ex-wife. Uh, it's freaking oh, yeah. unbelievable. You know, we're gonna we're gonna change the subject. We yeah, actually, let's let's. We actually have somebody on the line. Uh, Sean, are you still with us? Okay, Sean was on the line. I guess he hung up. All right. So yeah, let's let's totally change the uh, the direction of the conversation. I don't feel like arguing this point anymore. Like like I said, I put my opinions out there. I'm very fucking jaded with this company. Very jaded. I think, in all honesty, guys, I think this was probably my last TNA broadcast as a well, show host. 
that's what's sad because you know when it comes to the WWE, I watch the product and there's 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 storylines I don't understand and I don't get I don't like but it doesn't mean I'm gonna quit watching the product. Okay, Trey. I don't fucking stop watching this shit because I don't understand the fucking shit. I wa- I don't watch it because it fucking disgusts me. I don't have that same problem in the WWE. I'm going to say it's not the greatest product in the world, but they don't fucking have divorced fucking people parading their kids on fucking TV. And they don't have drug addicts as their fucking world champions. They have. They don't anymore. They do now. <laughs> well, TNA does. TNA does, yeah. L- listen, listen. The, the the simple fact of the matter is is that we, as part of the SNS network, and we, as part of the IWC, like on an ongoing basis to dissect and analyze the characters, the people, the storylines within professional wrestling slash sports entertainment. It's what we do. And if we didn't comment on all of the tasteless, uh, you know, crappy storylines and angles over the course of time, um, we wouldn't have much to comment on. Well, uh, hold on a second. Uh, I'm looking in the chat room, and people are like, you know, I'm not being hypocritical for one thing. I'll sit there and call WWE out on a spade, too. I wasn't a big fan of the Edge, Lita, Matt Hardy triangle. I thought it was shitty for Matt Hardy. Because they took a real-life angle and put him in it and then fucking pushed Edge to the moon and fucking kicked him to the curb and made him the biggest jobber in the company. Matt cashed a lot of fat checks for that, too. He did. I wasn't a big fan of Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero bringing Dominic in. Was, and I've been vocal about that. So don't don't stare put words in my mouth saying I'm a hypocrite or that I'm sitting here standing up for the WWE. Well, I do have a question. I mean, if you can, if you can stomach... If you can, if you can stomach the exploitation of Eddie Guerrero post his death in the WWE and still watch that crap, how could you be so upset about this? Did I Was I not very vocal about that when it happened? Pretty sure Continue I was. To what? Oh, so I'm supposed to stop watching wrestling because I actually like the product in WWE? We're going to stop watching TNA because you thought this was over the top. This was too much. I don't like the direction this company's going in. That's why I don't want to fucking watch it. Trey, I really got a, an important question that I've wanted to ask you for a while now, and I know that I don't get a chance to talk to the Trey Dog much um, over the course of, uh, of a month because I'm only on the air twice a month on Sunday Night Showdown. But what what is your opinion of who you would foresee, other than Shawn Michaels, being inducted in Atlanta, Georgia this year into the WWE Hall of Fame? Who would you, If you were the one that was choosing, who would you choose to induct this year? Oh, wow. That's two different questions. Isn't that a loaded question? Uh, that's, well, that's two different questions, kind of. Um, I'm hearing birdies tell me that Abdul the Butcher is going in. Uh, he's got a restaurant there. He's a big guy, big figure in Atlanta. Um, I know they wanted to get Sting, and they they, they want to do that, possibly, but Sting's too big of a name to go in with Sean. Sean's the headliner for sure. Um, you got Kevin Nash. Do you put him in? I don't know. That's kind of up to everybody else. 
I would say maybe the Freebirds all at once as a, as a, as a, as a group for sure. That'd be neat. Uh, That'd be neat. Who else in Atlanta? Um, maybe a Larry Zabisco. Hmm. Hmm. Um, maybe the Anderson brothers, Tully Blanchard, Lex Luger, Lex Luger. Luger would be good because he'd be a good undercard for Shawn Michaels. Arn Anderson. Way. Arn Anderson has to go in, I think. Arn, Arn Anderson, but I think you want to make you want to wait on Arn until Flair comes back because you know he'll he'll be in the WWE's good graces before it's all over with again. That's right. Uh, Malenko's a good one. Malenko's a good one. He's not too over the top of the star to outshine Shawn Michaels, and that's just the way you got to look at it. Who you bring in has to be below Sean, star power wise, which most people are. But you know, Sting would not be one. Macho Man Randy Savage would not be one. Those are headliners. That's right, in my opinion. Absolutely. So, with that but said, go ahead. Go definitely ahead, the free, definitely the Freebirds, Dean Malenko, uh, maybe Arn Anderson, maybe I don't know. So with that said, let's shift gears for a second. Uh, we've got Sean back on the line. Sean, what's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. I uh, was going through and I was calculating all of the points up because you know we're doing this special uh, pay-per-view picks with the SNS family, the SNS staff, and the SNS host. And I got everybody's picks in, and I'm going through this, and I got to say, I'm kind of amazed at how the numbers came out tonight. Well, lay it on us, brother. Um, the group. The groups are laid out as staff, listeners, and hosts. The host being everyone involved with SNS, i.e., Trey, Harmony, Shark, JJ, and Internet Dave, or otherwise known as who the fuck is Internet Dave? As as Dave um, is pointing to himself when you mention his name. Yeah, he can just get smacked. Is all I can say right now. Damn, it's harsh. Um, staff comes out to be me, Chris Kelly, otherwise known as Crelly. Uh, Concept, TM Bronx, and Flair 16 time. All moderators in the chat room. Um, and the listeners are the SNS family themselves. Trent, Tavius, Tyrant, Rodriguez, uh, L-Train, and Jericho 130. Um, as for the numbers, the listeners won. Um, we actually had somebody go 7-0 and because I did not count the uh, Kazarian-Robbie um, E match because it was too late to actually get the get the votes in for that. So we had somebody go seven and zero, and that was Rodriguez. Uh, he's actually can be named Mister Pay Per View for this pay per view. Um, tallying up all their all their votes, uh, listeners actually win out of the groups by twenty three, and then staff and host come out to be nineteen even. Damn it, man! So Shark ruined it for all of us because he was deliberately betting it's against it's everything. Great. Can we make a trade? We got a guy on our side that wants to, to lose every time. What kind of fucking shit is that? <laughs> uh, his perfect record just didn't happen tonight. Well, actually, I've got our uh, totals if you want to go through them real quick. Uh, Trey, seven. Uh, Harmony and myself, six. JJ had five, and Shark had two. So, and yeah. we included the Robbie E. Uh, Kazarian match because we picked it in the middle rather than prior to the pay-per-view. That's right. That's why we do quick picks, man. That's how we do it. Pwn this motherfucker. That's right. Actually, going back and looking at this, um, I actually did calculate wrong. Host have 20. Uh, staff has 19. 
So the host actually edged out the staff by one point due to uh, traded vote for Jeff Jarrett. I didn't see that. So I messed up the first time. You're fired, Sean. You're fired. <laughs> did did we the do, first time. Sean, did we um, do that for the Rumble and for uh, Genesis as well? Or is this the, the first night no. of the contest? Um, this is the first time we're actually doing this contest. Um, nice. I like it. Yeah, after talking to, <laughs> <laughs> yes, next week will be the sequel. Oh God, this again. This is a prequel to the sequel. Just wait, Charles Shane's gonna call in a minute and harass you some more about it. That's so why yes, I'm gonna get off the phone as quick as possible. We we have established that next week, when we cover the Elimination Chamber for the WWE, it will in fact be the sequel to this contest tonight. <laughs> so I have to name this pay-per-view picks two. Okay. You got it. That's right. It'll be pay-per-view picks three because that's the sequel to two. Yeah. Next month. Okay. I'm actually looking forward to next week uh, for the Elimination Chamber. It should be uh, a hell of an evening. You know, it's funny, but the match I'm looking forward to the most is Miz and Jerry Lawler. Well, a lot of people are like, give Lawler the belt and then take it off of him on Raw like the next night. You know so. what? I, I really think... No, he's not. I think he's going to no. win the belt. And oh, you do? I think he's Lawler is going to win the belt for Miz. Yeah. And what's going to happen is there's going to be a rematch on Monday Night Raw yeah. on 221. And the Miz is going to win the belt back because Michael Cole, if it's not then, will it will interfere. Be, it will be yep. at some point he will interfere in Lawler's title run. And he will fucking... Set cause up. cause yeah. the, the 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 result where Miz gets the title back, but I I think all roads are pointing to the fact that Jerry Lawler is going to get that title. And you know what? When you think about it, this is a guy that was AWA champion. Uh, he had a long run in Memphis as champion. He owned it. Well, not all not not the whole time, but I mean, he's been a longstanding champion. He he is one of the guys that holds a victory over both Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. There's not many people that can say they have beaten those two gentlemen. And Nick Bockwinkle. Exactly. And I don't think there's anybody that that can say that they've held a victory over all three of those. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe Kurt Henning, but I'm just guessing. Here's the thing. Miz is a guy that... I'm fucking talking. Miz is a guy that can be beaten at any time by anybody. And the fact that Jerry Lawler is going to be the guy to do it, I'm completely fine with. Yeah, and you know what? Jerry Lawler has been a model of what the history of professional wrestling is all about. He came from an era uh, in that neck of the woods in Memphis that did great business. And he has always been, whether he's been a babyface or a heel uh, prior to his broadcasting career, um, he was either the most loved guy on the card or the most hated guy on the card. There is a reason that the office has chosen at this point in his career, where he's been for how many years, the, the lead color uh, analyst on Monday Night Raw, to take him and put him into this angle with The Miz. And I think that... Um, you know, for all intents and purposes, they're going to put the, the strap for one night only, possibly, on the king. And uh, 
because he, he said for so many years, and even more so in the last couple, that he has never been WWE champion. Well, he, not, only, not only has he never been the WWE champion, he's never in his illustrious career with the WWE, which spans back to about 1993, he has never wrestled a match of any type for a title at WrestleMania. Or no, at, period. At, at, at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania, ever. right. Ever. So How is that possible? He's always behind the microphone, which is funny when you think about all the feuds he's had, the feuds with Bret Hart, um, you know, Roddy Piper. I mean, he had, you know, he could have at any time had a WrestleMania match, but he didn't. Uh, let's kind of uh, segue here a second. We've actually got somebody calling in. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this? Hey, it's Ashley. Ashley, what's up, buddy? Not a lot, just kind of miffed. You know, the card was average and the show was, uh, I don't know. Hold, hold that thought, Ashley. I'm going to go hide Harmony because you're on the line. Uh-oh. Her, her future co-host. She, she loves his accent. Any future project. Oh, God. <laughs> Harmony, uh, Harmony put, that, yeah, I put the, the headphones card, on. I think the card was excellent. I think the execution was just okay. Ashley, what was one match that, yeah. you, that, what was one match that you really liked? Um, possibly the six-man tag. Really? Steiner and Ross Perry. Kind of, it was kind of giving Jobbers, Gunner, and Murphy a kind of showcase of what it's like to be at the top of the game with going against Beer Money and Steiner. That's true. Well, Beer Money was super over, even including their uh, promo where they got the crowd chanting "You suck" or and Beer Money before they even came out to the ringside area. So, Beer Money might have been the stars of the show tonight. Sean, you there? I don't. Yes. I'm here. What what match did uh, you really like tonight? Um, in all honesty, I pretty much I, I'm a, I'm a fan of gimmick matches. So I mean, the ladder match was not that bad in my opinion. Um, I enjoyed the ladder match up until the end where they botched. Um, because I mean that that was a hard fall for both Anderson and Hardy. I mean they fell and a Anderson landed. I don't know what he hit, but I know Hardy fell face first onto the ladder. And, I mean, you could see it. He was leaning up against the ladder, and he was just like, oh, shit. And then he basically jumps up as quick as possible to get up there, and Anderson's got to get back in the ring as quick as possible. Uh, you know and what? it seemed like... Hmm? I, I don't even think he climbed the ladder. It's like he jumped up there and just grabbed it. I mean, literally, it, from, it, from the time he fell to the time he, he went up the ladder to grab that belt, you had about a period of maybe 10 seconds. Maybe. And that's that's pretty quick for a fall that fucking hard. Yeah, he no-sold the, fe the fall. Well, and he then fucked all of up. A sudden, he, yeah. he had to do something. He fucked up. He shouldn't have done that. He should have sold the bump and then recovered. Yeah, but see, they were running over time. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I they were that. short on TV time. They absolutely were. I, I said that at they the time. They were totally running was, over. It was six minutes to the hour. I mean, you know... Kudos to Hardy. He did what he could to save it. But it just came across really weak when you're having a fall from that height. And we've seen him grab the belt like that before and then, you know, fall like a rag doll and, you know, stay down for two or three minutes. So he had to do something considering that he botched that finish to go back up the ladder and do what he did. Yeah. And granted, I mean, it sucks when you're booked in a position where you have to not fuck up like that. 
but he fucked up. Yeah. Listen, listen I'd, I'd just like to say something about, about Jeff Hardy, and that's that I don't like him. I don't like what he stands for. I don't like him personally. I don't like his personal life. But having said that, I've always respected his work in the ring. He's a believable sports entertainer. When he's not he, high. When he's not high. He sells his work magnificently. When he doesn't hit 20 twists of fates on Matt Morgan because he's fucked up. True. And he has been an excellent sports entertainer for a long time. But if you wrap everything else in his personal life around what I just said, I hate his motherfucking guts. Having said that, I really find it hard to believe that a company like TNA would put their world heavyweight strap around his waist. That's the problem with today. You need to be able to separate the wrestler from the person. And this is the whole huge debate from 2007. We won't go there right now. Is you have to separate the wrestler from the person. And in 2011, we know way too much about the person. We know way too much. And it, it takes you away from the believability of the... Um, of the character, of the character. Yeah. yeah, and of the storylines and whatnot. So, I mean, I, I know a lot of people bitch about Jeff Hardy and what's going on in his personal life, but really, like, as long as he can, and, and I'm not saying that he's out there and he's being safe all of the time, um, but when he is, he's out there and he's performing and he's doing what he's supposed to do to entertain us and doing his job. So as far as whatever else is going on in his personal life, really, it shouldn't matter. You know, Harmony, you said something that, that kind of hit home with me, and that prior to professional wrestling sp- slash sports entertainment having the veil lifted off of its face, uh, you, you never knew about, pr- prior to the internet, prior to dirt sheets, prior to everything, you never knew anything about the personal life of these wrestlers these sports entertainers you knew nothing and you'd get in shit like i remember a couple of guys that were out and got pulled over and were you know a face and a heel that were actually in a feud with one another and they got in huge shit the iron sheik and 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 hacksaw jim duggan fucking bullshit (laughs) (laughs) and by the way uh kudos uh, going out to the iron sheik cosgrove Siri just had uh, foot surgery this past week and i believe he's doing quite well fucking bullshit (laughs) But, you know, like I said, it's really changed the whole perception and perspective of how the fans have the ability to look at each of the performers. Absolutely. And I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it's cool for Jeff Hardy to be doing whatever he's doing, but. It's really none of our business. We we really shouldn't know that much about it. But if he is out there and he is putting other people's lives in his hands and he's not safe, then that is wrong. I com- completely agree with that. When when you are wrestling in the ring with someone, they literally are trusting you with their lives. So that is wrong. But as, as far as the other stuff, we don't really know what's going on. We know what we hear in the dirt sheets, in you know, on, on forums, on blogs, on websites. But all of that is hearsay. We don't actually know these people. We don't actually know what's going on. We can't say for sure that's what's going on. And that, that's an excellent point. 
Um, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines. We've got somebody on the line. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this? Yes, the Pope, man. Pope, what's on your mind, man? Not much. I figured if I'm the captain, the self-proclaimed captain of the winning team tonight, I'd call in and brag a bit. Well, Pope, go ahead and uh, the floor is yours, man. Brag away. Not much, man. I know mainly my picks didn't do money tonight because they sucked, but man, I'm not going to brag that much. I just want to give Rod his props tonight because he's the one that won it for us. So good job to you, Rod, man. I appreciate everyone else's participation on our team tonight, and hopefully the listeners can make it 2-0 next week. I know the person who lost it for us. Yeah. Shark. Bastard. Hey, we didn't know about this contest before he started announcing that he was deliberately trying to go 0-8 tonight. I kind of did. (laughs) I've kind of known for a while. Which makes you an accomplice. See, yeah, it does kind of make me an accomplice, but at the same time, it's hard for me to rein you motherfuckers in because you kind of do what you want to do. Dave always picking Cena. Yeah. I'm picking Cena. I'm picking Cena. I'm picking picking Cena. Cena. I'm sorry. You're picking your nose. Shut up. (laughs) Well, that could be a reasonable equivalent. I'm picking Cena. Fuck it. All right, Pope, anything else before we we get out of here, bro? Yeah. Well, one thing, another thing. This Jeff Hardy thing with TNA is really kind of disappointing me because I know firsthand how bad, you know, drugs can be towards someone's life and all that, but TNA just seems to be promoting it to me because why make someone who's obviously got issues with drugs the world champion? That's like telling the kid, hey, you do drugs one day, you can be the world heavyweight champion just like Jeff Hardy is. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's the point we were hammering a little earlier, you know, earlier on, the fact that you know, Jeff Hardy, what a great role model for kids that look up to him. I mean, let's, let's think back to his run in the WWE in 2009. The biggest star in the company. I mean, he was eclipsing John Cena. That doesn't happen these days. John Cena is the most over guy in the WWE. But Jeff Hardy gave him a run for his money in 2009. It's the same Jeff Hardy that goes to TNA. They want to market him, but yet he gets busted for all these fucking drugs. And he's... How do we not know he's guilty? They found all that shit in his house. It doesn't mean shit. Until he's found guilty. Innocent until proven guilty. That's the American... Harmony, nobody can hear anything you're saying, but here's the problem with that. You're guilty when they fucking go to your house with a warrant and find that much drugs in your fucking house. You're innocent till proven guilty. Just because something's in your house doesn't mean it's yours. We don't know what's going to come out in the court case. It's the same thing that you were saying when Kurt Angle got pulled over, arrested, whatever. And then look what happened with that. I'll admit that I thought Kurt Angle was guilty before I heard all the facts. Who said he wasn't? You did. Me. And we haven't heard... You did. (laughs) And uh, we haven't heard anything on the Nightheart case either, so... You never know what might be happening with that going. If it's guilty of possession, but you can't, you can't make me believe that he's distributing yet because, I mean, that's just a guy that takes a lot of drugs. I mean, that's that like, you know, when I got a bottle of pain pills and somebody, I think we just lost Trey. Did he get Skype being death dropped? I think he did. We're having issues with Skype. Let, let me let me just make this point, okay? If it were you or I, and they came into our house. Bingo. And found the drugs. Because of the quantity, you are automatically guilty. It's like if you're driving in a car 
with someone who has illegal drugs, your ass is on the fucking horn too. Because you're an accomplice to, you know, say you have, say they have a gun in their car, something that's highly illegal, your ass gets fucked up for too. If he was automatically guilty, he'd already be in jail right now. You're not automatically guilty until you're proven to be found guilty. Once he's proven to be found guilty, by all means. So you're telling me the fact that the drugs were there and the quantity qualifies whether he's selling the drugs or not. That amount of quantity signifies that you will get charged with distribution because of the amount. That's the whole point. Sure, you'll get charged. But but here's the thing. Again, we don't know all the facts. The facts will come out when he goes to court. Yeah, and, and You're the, right. They didn't find the drugs. You're and, right. And, and, well, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. No, she didn't say that. But there there is something, in my humble estimation, that is suspiciously fishy about this whole situation. Because if it was that cut and dry, they caught him with that amount of drugs. It was over the amount quantified to be possession. In fact, it's trafficking. Then... But there's something going on, and I think Trey hit the nail on the head when he commented a little bit earlier that, in fact, that the uh, the Crown, or pardon me, the, the district attorney in, in the States is wanting more than just Jeff Hardy, but they're wanting the network of either where he got the drugs from or where he was selling the drugs to. Just saying. Well... Or maybe he was taking them all and wasn't selling them to anybody. <laughs> well, are these prosecution continuances or defense continuances? Prosecution. Little, I think oh, okay. I, as far as I read, they were prosecution continuances. So usually if they're prosecution continuances, they're looking for something more. More. They don't exactly. have it. They don't have it. Well, either either that they don't have it or that they have it and that they haven't gotten all the evidence together as of yet to proceed with a mass um, a, a mass case on a bigger scale than just the prosecution of Jeff Hardy. That it's bigger than that. Well, Ashley has, uh, has chimed in in the chat room. He actually sent me a private message. Hardy was charged with felony trafficking and opium. Two counts of felony possession with intent to sell or deliver a uh, Schedule 3 controlled substance. Felony maintaining a dwelling... To keep controlled substance, felony possession of cocaine, and misdemeanor uh, possession of drug paraphernalia. I didn't say he wasn't charged with it. I just said he hasn't been found guilty yet. Well, if you're charged with it, they find all those drugs in your house. I mean, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just stupid, but it makes you guilty in my book. Mr. King of Conspiracy Theories, yet you can't, you can't get past the fact that he may not be found guilty. Not saying he didn't have all that stuff. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying he just has not been proven guilty yet. The reason the continuances keep going on. No, no, Harmony, he hasn't been convicted yet. Right? You have he's to be been found, charged. He's been charged. But he hasn't been found guilty in a court exactly. of law. Therefore, he hasn't been convicted yet. That's he was, my point. He's been convicted in the, the court of the internet. No, 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 no. That is completely wrong. He, the reason they're having continuances is because, and I stated this earlier, that the prosecution wants more than this deal that he supposedly made where he's going to walk away scot-free and get 
charged under a couple of the lower uh, drug Mis- counts. Misdemeanors, yes. The misdemeanors, yeah. and it's his first drug offense, so he won't have to serve time. But the judge doesn't want to give that, and the prosecution doesn't want him to get off so Scott fucking free. That's the reason he's not in prison, and he hasn't been charged, and this court case is still ongoing. All I'm saying is that he hasn't been convicted and found guilty yet at this time i'm not saying he's not going to be i'm not saying he did or he didn't do it all i'm saying is innocent till proven guilty and at this point he has yet to be found guilty not saying he wasn't charged not saying he didn't have all the stuff not saying he did or didn't do it i'm just saying he has yet to have been convicted and found guilty and harmony you you gotta think that the office the powers that be a tna at this point think that it's not going to be something that's going to be resolved in the immediate future or else because if they did there's not a hope in hell that they would have made the decision to put the title strap back on him no i think trey said it best when he was talking about in the chat room now you're going to see aj styles possibly take on jeff hardy and take the belt from him from that standpoint i understand but you don't put the belt back on the guy. No, I'm sorry. I, I just I, I don't agree with it. This is a way of bridging the Anderson title reign to what they're going to do post Hardy court case. So I guess bottom line, the age of asshole is over. Well, the age of asshole may be temporarily over, but basically, wait, 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 they wait, did, wait, go ahead, wait, wait. The age of asshole might be over for Anderson right now. But when uh, little Jeff Hardy gets convicted and goes to prison, oh. the age of asshole oh. will continue. If. If. I know. I know. If. Do we have anybody still on the phone line? Yeah, I'm still here. All right. Well, chime in if you'd want, because we're, we're going to be wrapping things up here in a second. Well, I, you know, I'm not proud that a company I enjoy is promoting a, a, a guy that could be convicted of drug charges as their champion. I don't like the message it sends out. I think the storyline would be just as good without him in it. They could have used anybody in the Jeff Hardy role as to be the guy that turned. Um, I'd like to, you know, see him go get clean and get some help and then come and make an impact, no pun intended. Um... I thought tonight's show was, was good. I enjoyed it. I, you know, I'm not butthurt about it. Of course, I didn't pay for it, so I wasn't going to have any buyer's remorse. But, you know, I thought overall it was a good show. I thought there were a couple of things that, yes, I would have done different, but what wrestling show do I watch anymore where I don't feel like that? And now, the SNS Radio Network. <laughs> what? Gee, the, the, the music bed department tonight is running wild. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. We're talking all this legal jargon. I had the people's court. I'm like, I've got to play this. I need ambience. I really do. I feel like Judge Wapner right now. Judge Wapner. Harmony says who? Who? Yeah, she's too young. Judge. God. Judge Wapner. Can anybody do a good Doug Llewellyn? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Judge Judy. <laughs> yeah, now she gets it. Now she gets it. Yeah, yeah. We're Judge Julie. Wow. 
Trey, I'm sorry for laughing. It had nothing to do with what you were saying, but as I heard the music bed volume go up, I couldn't help myself. Now, hold on a second. I, I want to read what Ashley has sent me here in the uh, in the chat. Hang on. Let me let me reset the music. There we go. That's better. But we have to keep this going because I, I like this. This is hot. He's got he's got news on the Hardy case. <laughs> he's got news on the Hardy case. Ashley does. Hardy's next court date continuance is this Wednesday. The assistant district attorney requested more time to review the case. Subject to your honor's approval, we have agreed to set that over to February the 16th in the morning, said Warren McSweeney, the assistant DA. Hardy was expected to plead guilty to at least one of the felony and misdemeanor charges he, he was faced with as part of an agreement with the DA's office. The plea agreement with a reduced punishment would have been the subject of the judge's approval. Again, I think that's the problem. They're wanting to actually get him some time and not let him get off scot-free. I understand that it could be it'd be his first drug offense legally, but we know this guy's had problems in the past. Is it his first time being convicted or time being charged? Yes. It is. Okay. All right. But no. honestly, I mean, I, I expect some kind of jail time out of this. Whether it's a month, 45 days, I expect something. I like this part of this song. It is pretty kick-ass. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of like... I, I, I think it, you need to play Shaft by Isaac Hayes next. <laughs> Perhaps. Yes. Trey, you got anything uh, in closing, my friend? Um, no, not a whole lot. I mean, I just... Like I said, I enjoyed the show tonight. There's a lot of things I've done different, but like I said, I do that with a lot of different shows. Um, this is kind of one of those, let's just see what happens next. I agree. So who's the uh, special guest host for WrestleMania that Vince promised last week going to be tomorrow? The Rock. If you smell. Just like baby, baby, baby. Ooh. It's Justin Bieber. It's Justin Bieber. It's The Rock. Rock, baby. And uh, eight days out, are we going to see The Stinger? No. Absolutely not. Really? No. According, way. according, according to yes. Dave Meltzer. Yeah. According to Dave Meltzer, yes. There's been no contact between the WWE and Sting. Yeah, no. But you know what? I'm of the mind I would be okay if we're all being kayfabed. But at this point in time, I have little faith that it's going to be Sting. He hasn't said no. He hasn't denied anything. So is this under? So then, let's say it's not Sting. Is it Undertaker coming back as yet another different type of gimmick? Yes, he's going to be the American Deadass. Jesus. You know what? I think that Sting not denying is somewhat been, is somewhat been sort of a fuel to the rumor mill. Uh, I really do. How fucking long is this song? <laughs> I keep replaying it. Harmony's got something to say. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I, I think that it's really smart on Sting's part because if... If there was actually no contact between WWE and between Sting, people are definitely interested in seeing Sting and WWE after after all of this speculation. And if Sting does want to go to WWE, it's great for him not to be saying anything because the payola of of wanting it, bringing Sting in based on the fact that people want him that badly. His, his dollar signs have just gone way, way up. Well, you know, and I think that because of what Harmony just said, they looked at the reaction that Kevin Nash got at the TD Bank Garden in Boston for, for the Rumble. Keep it playing. I like I like talking over top of this shit. Uh, uh, 
<laughs> that, you know, that, and come to the fact, like I just said, that Sting hasn't denied anything, that in fact, it still could be uh, a possibility, JJ. It possibly, but uh, before we're going to wrap things up, let's go to the phone lines. I believe we have someone joining us on the phone. Welcome to Sunday Night Showdown, or, or the People's Court, if you will. Who's this? Hey, I'm a Judge Judy fan myself, but it's Bronx. I finally yeah. got in. What's up, JJ? Welcome to the People's Court, the Honorable JJ Sexay, all caps, presiding. All right, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this down on you. Here's my feeling towards the whole Jeff Hardy thing. Harmony is 110% right if you want to go by uh, American law. You're innocent until you're proven guilty. True. But people, regular working guys like us, are getting tired of seeing these rich motherfuckers, these famous motherfuckers getting away with shit that we wouldn't get away with on our best freaking day. Bingo. I mean, look at, look at Lindsay Lohan. I mean... Quite frankly, when that bitch dies of a drug overdose, I'm throwing a party, and the SNS Radio Network is invited. I, I mean, it's like people are tired of this, man, and, and that's that's what kills me. And the thing that makes it really worse is Jeff and Matt go on YouTube and talk shit like they're better than everybody else. And meanwhile, <laughs> one of them is a fat drug addict, and the other is soon to be a jail drug addict, and that pisses me off. Bronxy. Bronx, I got just one question. Um, going back to what you said earlier on that Lindsay Lohan thing, if she does die and, and we have a party, um, can we have her open casket topless? Wow, Trey just let oh the cat out of the bag. God. Trey Dog, ladies and gentlemen, has declared himself <laughs> to be a necrophiliac. The first ever declared necrophiliac here on the SNS Radio Network. I didn't say I was going to touch her. I just wanted to see him. Sick motherfucker. JJ, uh, Trey Dog, what would you think of the white dress uh, for for court last week? You know, it's funny thing about the white stuff on the top of chicken shit. It may be white and gritty, but it's still chicken shit. Sounds like there's a chicken taking his shit in the background. Well, there's uh, there's funny funny shit on the Skype line tonight. I'm done. I'm damaged for life. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bronx. Uh, j- just in, I have breaking news. Uh, oh, I, w- I want to thank our one of our official news sources, Ashley, in the uh, the chat. Guest host Randy Savage, personally approved by Triple H. Oh yeah! Hey, diddle diddle. And given that two twenty one eleven is President's Day, the mystery p- person in the promo is Linda McMahon announcing her run for president in two thousand twelve. <laughs> Why God could, help us all. Why couldn't it be Triple H coming back? I think this is my favorite part of the song, by the way. Well, you know what? There, <laughs> there is a uh, there is a rumor going around right now that WrestleZone broke. It's an exclusive to WrestleZone that Triple H is, in fact, returning to take on The Undertaker in a career versus streak match at WrestleMania yet again. Two hey. years in a row, wow. career versus streak. Am I really... Looking forward to that? Not really. Unless Triple H comes, if Triple H comes back as a heel, I'd buy into it to get revenge. That's on the Sh- only way to get revenge on Sean and risk his own career. I think it's a great idea. And Wrestle- Sean is the guest referee, probably. They did WrestleMania 17. Uh, they tore the house down that night. It's one of the un. It's one of the forgotten matches of that evening. But that would be a, an unbelievably fantastic idea to do exactly that. I'd love to see Sting Taker and Triple H Taker would tear the house down too. And if that's the way Triple H was to, to go out, just like Sean did, 
fucking do it. You know, one day I think that you should try having a music bed for the entire three hours. I should. That'd I, be I, fun. I, I should. We, we should totally do it. As Harmony a just falls off the show. couch. But on that note, Trey, any final any final thoughts before we get out of here, man? Trey's gone. We should replay. We should play the the pile driver album over and over and over again. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't think so. On that note, guys, I think it's time that we uh, wrap things up tomorrow night. Wrestling News Live, as you know, eleven thirty Eastern, nine thirty Mountain Standard Time. Without you, probably without me, I will. Uh, I will talk with Trey and figure that out. I, I'm not really looking at working on Valentine's Day. I think I've said that all along. And happy, yeah. have a happy Valentine's Day, everybody. It's Monday night's not the greatest night in the world for that to happen, but. Uh, have a great day uh, with whoever you want to celebrate it with. Here it is again. On that note. Nintendo, baby. On that note, <laughs> on behalf of Internet Dave, Mark the Shark DiCarlo, Harmony Boom Boom Sexay, the Trey Dog, everyone listening in chat tonight, I am the Honorable Judge <laughs> J.J. Sexay. The <laughs> Judge J.J. Wapner. No, Judge J.J. Sexay. The not-so-honorable. Of the SNS Radio Network. And uh, I'm putting the gavel down, and I am declaring Jeff Hardy guilty. On that note, on that note, we are getting the hell out of here with a special tribute and song to Jeff Hardy. Is he going to jail? Well, let's just say the odds, in my opinion, are not in his favor. I'm JJ Sexay. This has been Sunday Night Showdown. We'll see you tomorrow night on the SNS Radio Network. Good night, everybody. house, I like poetry, I like the wind. I'm a motherfucking superstar.
F. Hardy will be anal retentive in prison is against all odds in my opinion. Prisoner C in cell block three made me a motherfucking superstar. Ow, my ass hurts.